What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Funny things that you think funny aren't funny. Give me talks all the time. I want talks all over me. The Alan Cox Show kicks ass, man. Welcome. Welcome. Show me what you got. Welcome to all this. My name is Alan Cox. Whatever happens here, uh, my fault. So welcome. Say hi to Bill Squire, who's right over there. Hey, creepy hugs, everyone. Thanks for listening to and watching this episode of the Alan Cox Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and register to vote. 29 days. Today's the last day to register in Ohio. So the election. In-person voting starts tomorrow. Oh, wow. Downtown, and then through election day. So go to your Board of Elections uh, website. For all, you go downtown uh, over there on Euclid. Imagine there'll be a line tomorrow for people who want to in-person vote. Uh, hey, uh, there's Mary Santora right there. Hi, guys. No babies. Are you registered to vote? I am registered to vote. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, say hello to Pound Cake, who's back behind the glass. Afternoon, white people. How was your weekend, Pound Cake? It was good. Do anything fun? Uh, we had a movie night uh, in our backyard, and we hocus we, pocus. Let me guess, hocus. No, pocus. It was not. <laughs> it was not hocus pocus. They were like horror movies, and we set up the a, parallax view with Warren Beatty. No, three days of the Condor. No, none of them. Mm, all the President's Men. No, the non-gay porn version. No. Okay. What did the you gay watch? Gay porn version. <laughs> <laughs> What did you watch? There were three movies. It one was Ready or Not, the other one was Ouija, and then Well, wait, 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 wait. What is Ready or Not? I think these are all scary movies, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I, I like that one. I saw that one. But it's, it's I didn't realize how Was that like, the one where the family made a pact oh, with yeah. the devil? Yeah, and it's like a it's like a horror comedy. That yeah, was I really fun. I didn't realize it was a horror comedy. It's so. very well done. I yeah. had I had an edible and we had our backyard set up because we had people over socially distanced and then we had like a projector on our garage. So we were watching it like big screen mode. That's cool. Uh-huh. That's very cool. And we had like decoration set up, it was pretty lit. Like 
food and everything. And so I didn't realize it was a horror comedy. So I'm just tripping on my edible watching this. I'm like, this is funny. And then people just start exploding. I don't know. <laughs> I kid you not. People, I was yeah, like, yeah, wait, it's, what? It's wild. Yeah. People just start exploding. It's a lot of fun. So I was like, bro, I was like, this edible is lit. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, that really happened. I'm like, okay. Wait, you thought that it, that you were the only one seeing that? You thought that the edible created that scenario oh, for you in just, the movie? It was out of nowhere. They were like, yeah. you know, by sunrise, if we don't kill so-and-so. No, no. The movie is not that old. It's we're not talking old. about it. No. It's we're like not a ta- year. It's like yeah. a year and a half old. So don't, no spoilers. Okay. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, here when we talk about movies that are 25 years old, I don't care if we spoil something. I don't even think it came into theaters. Yes, it did. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Did it? Oh, yeah. my it God. this year. I right? was so disappointed. He knows nothing about this movie, but he's telling us all about what it was. It wasn't and, my pick you know, when it came out. No, I understand, but you're like, I didn't know this, I didn't know that. I did, I did, I've never heard of that movie before, and I would be... The girl really, in that is... Um, we literally talked about it on this show. Yeah. Because I saw it in theaters, and I said that it was good, and it was really funny, and then Alan expressed his interest in seeing it. Yeah, I the think gr- you saw it later. The girl in it is real cute. She plays um, Bill's daughter in the Bill and Ted movie. Okay. The new Bill and Ted, which is atrocious, but she's in it and cute. Uh, Samara Weaving is the actress. But yeah, Ready or Not is a lot of fun. Is she... Casting is good. Is she Hugo Weaving's actual daughter? I don't know. From The Matrix? Yeah. I don't know if she is. I don't know. I don't know her lineage... um, I bet Wikipedia will tell me Simon Weaving is her dad. I don't know who that is. I don't know if he is uh, related to Hugo. Hmm. Oh, yeah. he's So she is Hugo Weaving's niece. There you go. Hugo Weaving from the Matrix. If you're a nerd, he was in the uh, Lord of the Rings Rings movies. He plays V in V for Vendetta. He's the Red Skull uh, in Captain America. Um, Yeah, so he's got a... His CV is, uh, is solid. A lot of good things. Okay, so you watch Ready or Not, mm-hmm. and what else did you watch? Ouija, or Ouija. Ouija, yeah. Yep, and then... Uh, that one was surprisingly good, too, I thought. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I had already seen it, but Okay. Yeah. And then last one was The Purge Election Night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As timely as today's headlines. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. I saw that one in theaters too. That was a good one. Purge election night, election yeah. year was election like year. Sorry, yeah, election year. But right, it, that's like when that be great. That, election night though is yeah. purge night. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one where like the black family is trying to get out of dodge, right? Yeah, and then like there's a senator that you know is protesting the purge. Yeah, and yada, right. Yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but that was the first night in a long time no. that I've stayed up till three a.m. I was like, oh my god, what time is it? I had a couple nights like that over the weekend, too, where I didn't... But it wasn't 3. It was like one thirty. But, but I'm like, still. nothing keeps me up this late anymore. Because uh, I have nothing to do, so I'm right. like, I can just do it tomorrow. Like, I got all this time. But I was like, what? What in God's name? Why am I up mm-hmm. at 3 a.m.? Yeah. And I was just like, I was eating popcorn and do. sweet tarts. And we had a bunch of, like, sliders. Everyone brought food. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a, that's a fun night. Like yeah. a slider. We did uh, pumpkin carving on Saturday night. Nice. Me and my, my son and his girlfriend. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, good for you. Pumpkin carving. I'm, I'm trying to put that off as long as I possibly can. Well, people like to tell me, like, oh, your pumpkin's going to be a pile of mush by the time Halloween rolls around. I'm going to throw it away and get a new pumpkin. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> From what I have noticed at stores, there seems to be no shortage of pumpkins. There should, you should have no problems replacing that pumpkin right. should you want to. I was, yeah. I was impressed with the, 
what my my son did. Mine was definitely the worst. You were impressed by his yeah. pumpkin savvy, it's, by his not, by his acumen. Well, his the, just looked better than mine by a lot. Yeah, he's a little more artistic than I am. Did he so. have a stencil? No, he didn't. See, some people doing the stencil. He had free hand, and then like we used forks to pull holes so it was easier to cut through it and everything. So yeah, it was a lot of fun though. Good time. Well, last good, year, good uh, spooky activity. Last year, we left it up to our daughter. And um, we carved it as she drew it. We said, do you want to draw a face in the pumpkin? She said, yes. <laughs> so she did two dot eyes with a Sharpie. And I remember long, this one. That? And I love that <laughs> I got to repose that I photo. love that pumpkin so <laughs> <much>. <laughs> He said, draw a face. And she goes, okay. And thinking she's going to just draw some crazy. She literally uh-huh. draws a stick person's face. So two dot eyes, which we <laughs> proceeded to like take a pencil and poke through. And then a straight line mouth, <laughs> which we just took and carved out a little bit. And then we put a candle in it it looked like go. the most nonplussed pumpkin you've ever seen in your life i said we may go with that every year yeah we should sell that as a stencil for people who can't figure it out on their own <laughs> just regular face a regular face is all that it was uh alan in the name of everything gay why didn't cody and his roommates play mean girls during their party on october the third is that it's a valid question is that a reference to mean girls yes yes it's, it's one of the main lines Did in, the show, in the movie. Did I send you that? What's the mean girl? <laughs> I saw uh, a meme over the weekend that I meant to send you. I'll, I'll find it and give it to you. But yeah, she... So this person that's texting me seems personally offended that a group of gay dudes would not have uh, played Mean Girls on October the 3rd. Well, it's not a horror movie. It was a scary movie night, and we invited but our neighbors. But they mention the exactly. day, even though the movie takes place over a lot, like a whole school year, mm-hmm. they mention October 3rd, so that's... Mean Girls Day. Yeah. They were like, on October 3rd, I asked Aaron Samuels what day it was. And he turns around, it's October 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. That's, That's literally it. the line. <laughs> I right. found your pumpkin. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, uh, the one from last yeah, year? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Alan, down here in Portage County, our local pumpkin farm has thousands of them that rot in the field every year, so there are plenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not going to run out of pumpkins. I mean, yeah. you know. That's right. Like, I got the one from the farm, and I actually have a backup one already. Ready to go, and I might just do. I might carve pumpkins a few times this year. It was pretty fun. You had a good time. I had a great time. It's just so messy. <laughs> but where do you put them? You're on the ninth floor. It's on my kitchen table or on my dining room just table. Just to look at. Yeah. I see. Look at. I see. I and see. it scares my dog, which is funny. Just for some in-house decoration. Yeah. yeah. And it's the only decoration that I have. I'm, I don't do anything else. But you don't do like Mary like, Santora level. Halloween autumn Her, decorations. Hers is just autumn. You check out Ollie's piles of fake leaves <laughs> oh, everywhere. Yeah. Erica probably has hundreds of pumpkins oh, on her. Oh, she's on her stairs so, and everything. I, I, she was out of town. She went to go visit her family for her birthday weekend. So she was like, "Can I bother you to feed my cats?" I'm like, "Sure, no problem." That was until I got there. I'm like, she has packages on her on her stoop. <laughs> so I'm trying to carry those in. I'm tripping over pumpkins because she has them <laughs> not carved. Just, no, just decoration, yeah, decorations. Yeah. yeah. So the way in, I was like, fine. I know they're there. The way out, boom, boom fall. <laughs> they roll out into the street. It's fine. It's casual. I wish that that would be on like a ring doorbell or something. Footage of him <laughs> tripping over I was like, I, You don't have a camera, do you? No. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, she posted a photo of, like, her stairwell was just lined with pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God bless her, but every time I see those photos, I go, poor Ian, this poor son of a bitch. <laughs> this poor son of a bitch. Fall, he's surrounded by stuff that he had nothing to do with. 
This guy, he is must be one of the great. He's a saint, that guy. A saint. <laughs> I'm sure she acknowledges that too. I can't stop looking at that pumpkin. Nah. <laughs> Reshare it, Alan. Is on right, Facebook? I, I put it on my Instagram story okay. already, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll let I'll Alan repost it. There, it. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> let me tell <laughs> Voice call received. Put this on the air, dumbass. You think you know it all? You're just nothing but a piece of shit. Talk about dumb shit that you don't have a clue about. Another satisfied customer of the Alan Cox Show. Just shut up and play the fucking music. On 100.7 WMMS. One six five seven eight one double zero seven. Come on, get us on the phone. Eight hundred three four eight one double zero seven three five one nine two. Send me a text. A lot of calls over the weekend on the Alan Cox Show after hours line. Ninety nine point nine percent of them unairable. But again, I always appreciate uh, people checking in. I appreciate the submissions. Lots of drunk, happy Browns fans. Yeah. Um. I kind of repurposed the After Hours line um, years ago. We used it as a drunk dial line, uh, and that became insufferable very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> the cost-benefit analysis on that was, you know, the ratio of um, kind of drunk, funny calls to just drunk, gibberish calls became more and more skewed. But um, After Hours line, you know, some people will call... With kind of a, you know, they'll they'll use them use it as kind of a way to, um, I guess, I get, it doesn't matter. There's most, a lot of ways people use it. Most of it can't really do anything with, but I did hear a lot of. I checked in on the game yesterday um, in the fourth quarter, and I guess I had missed all the fun stuff because the guys kept referring to what a crazy fourth quarter it was. Uh, but all I did was I go, oh my god, forty nine points. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn. You know, yeah, it was a basketball game. game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, congratulations uh, to them, right? Yeah, yes. huge. Yeah, that's okay. a big win. That's a real big win. Yeah, I, first road win in a while. It's just first, exciting. Yeah, it's just ex- it's nice to be happy about things. Yeah, to keep the excitement going. Nick Chubb is out for six weeks. Yeah, Such right. I saw that. Such a bummer, dude. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we have we're pretty deep at running back, so we'll be okay. But it just sucks. He's out. There are two Monday night football games tonight, so we're waiting on those. I'm out tomorrow, uh, but we're waiting on those to see where Terry the Goat lands, because right now she's 5-5. Five and five. Did not have a great week, um, but 5-5 uh, five and five so far. Tonight, Patriots-Chiefs. Cam Newton's out because of COVID-19, right? They, they're still going to play that game? They're just... Yeah. Who's the backup over there? Uh, Brian Hoyer. Oh, okay. Guy. Former uh, uh, Cleveland Brown. Yeah. I <laughs> wasn't he with the Bears for a cup of coffee too? He's been Yeah, I feel like Hoyer went to the around, there you yeah. go. And also Falcons Packers uh tonight, Monday night football. Now to recap, uh Terry picked the Patriots over the Chiefs. I don't know how likely that is. And she also picked the Falcons over the Packers. So I think she might be going like five and seven this week. She did pick the Browns over the Cowboys. Um uh, picked uh, uh, Dolphins over Seahawks. That did not go that way. Seahawks are 4-0. and uh, She picked the Bears over the Colts. That did not go that way. So I'm bummed about that. But uh, it was very happy to, to tune in and see the uh, the Browns game. I had to blink a couple times like a cartoon character. Is this what's happening? It's not the fact that they were winning, just that the score was so high. Yeah. 
was like, oh my goodness. I had I Gracious. went to um, the outlet mall with my sister and my nieces yesterday. I wanted to grab just a, there's like a Yankee Candle outlet there and stuff. So I wanted to get some. Oh, stuff not on a place the where you get like uh, electrical equipment. Well, they have no. that too. They yeah. have a it's a whole it's called Plug City, which uh. I thought was kind of funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they got the three prong, they got yep. two prong, whatever prong you need. Those crazy whatever European plugs outlets. you need. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. Pro- and then but. They, they probably have. I, well, I couldn't go in because it's, <laughs> you know, plugs and prawns and prongs. So there's shrimp there, too. But I was going to say, say prongs and prawns. Yes, yeah. Yes, King yes. prongs. Tommy Victor did an in-store appearance. It was it was a big day. It was mm-hmm. a very big day. Um, but we're trying to wrangle like an 18-month-old and, you know, running through the stores and keeping things up. And my phone is going crazy because I'm getting, like, notifications from the Browns game. Because I thought we were going to be done enough in enough time that I would be able to watch most of the game. And it was, and that's fine. Things take longer than they should, but like... No, this I felt, was during the game. I felt like a distracted stepdad. I was like trying to grab a baby by one arm while I'm like looking mm. up the, the highlights on the last one. My sister's like, what's happening? I'm like, hold on. One of our wide receivers just passed to another wide receiver. Like, I need to figure out what is happening in this right. game right now. Um, but it did, it did make me feel like... Like, uh, you see that t- typical in, like, a comedy, The Distracted Dad. I've got mm-hmm. a kid screaming and my wife yelling at me, and I'm just like, just give me two seconds to check the game, all right? Sure, <laughs> like, yeah. People are going to be crazy. Did you have a Browns jersey on? I was. I wore brown sweats yesterday. I had on my brown sweatpants. Oh, okay. and a The mark of the fan up. who's given up. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to be comfortable, you know? Well, that's what people who wear sweats in public say. <laughs> I just wanted to be comfortable. That's what I felt like. All right. It was a little chilly, so I had on some... Now, are, browns, are your brown sweats brown or orange? They are gray. That doesn't make sense at all. To show off my wiener. Oh! <laughs> I was doing the gray sweatpants challenge. That BDE, okay. At an outlet mall. Sure. For the other stepdads. Like, check this out. You like that? <laughs> Heather Gray is a really... very common color for any sports team to use. Very common porn name, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really uh, wanted the other dads to be distracted by you and your yes. BDE and your sweatpants. Yes. Okay. Yes. Did like, you pack them just so? do it. Right. You didn't pack them though, I don't just need so they. Pack them, Alan. You literally need to pack them. I'm packing. Oof, gross. <laughs> um, okay, so you were in Ollie's when this is all going. No, you were no, plug, no, you were in Plug City. I was in Plug City. You were in Plug City, right? <laughs> <laughs> Plugs and prawns. Uh-huh. Prawns and prongs. There's so many different kinds. Sure. All right. No, it's fine. Menstrual. Uh, congratulations on that. All right. Well, it was very exciting for Browns fans uh, nationwide, I imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, people living in other cities. You know, we've talked about people who are in other countries and can't get back because of um, coronavirus restrictions or whatever. But, you know, very little attention is ever paid to the people who are stuck in other states and can't get back uh, to Ohio. <laughs> other states. <laughs> stuck in other states. <laughs> It's happening. There have to be people who are stuck in other mm-hmm. states and can't get back. I mean, not everybody can ride 2,500 miles uh, from Poo uh, Poo Mountain to Pee Pee Creek. <laughs> you know, some people are stuck in their in their respective uh, states. I had a girlfriend who... No, you didn't. Oh, you're right. But go ahead. No, that's I'll the pl- end of no, it. No, I'll play along. <laughs> she was... You I... got them sweatpants popping out, I believe it. No, you see my DMs. Um... <laughs> She was a comedian from New York who was doing shows in L.A. This is not that long ago, like a month ago, maybe. She was doing some, or maybe some writing stuff in L.A., but she was supposed to go to Portland, and mm-hmm. they just canceled all the flights for, like, a couple weeks when all the fires were going crazy. They're like, nobody's flying in or out, so she was just stuck in L.A. for a few weeks, which I know isn't exactly the same. Tell you what, once those fires start going crazy, that's when you know you've got some problems on your they hands, too. Those crazy fires. Oh, my goodness. It's different.
different than, you know, things, a well-behaved fire. Mm, I feel like if things go south with this election, we might actually have border set up at each state. <laughs> like just, You're going to have a lot of people trying to go south. You need a passport to get to, like, um, I'm just trying to get to Idaho. Well, it looks like you don't have an Idaho thing on your passport, so no, you can't. No, they go, come on in, because no one's ever trying to get to Idaho. You either live here, and you stay there. No, what, don't you have a brother who lives there? Yes. Yeah. And I've never Coeur been to see what him. is it? <laughs> Really, I would think I've heard Idaho is beautiful. Like, you've never gone out of curiosity. I mean, it's Idaho, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like you're surrounded by I can only assume potatoes, and you know, you just don't you don't want to hang out with the the brother. No, I like my brother. Oh, and you've never gone to see him in Idaho? No, really. That's a long flight. No, it's no, not. It's not. Idaho? Maybe three or four hours? I was checking. I like there's three a direct hours, flight. I probably got to do a connecting I flight. was checking flights over the weekend because I'm like, when things loosen up, I would like to go to Glasgow. I'm allegedly Scottish. Uh, yeah. Why not figure out what's going on there, right? Holy cow. It's like, I mean, if you want to go the cheap route, by the way, it's like a day and a half. You're mm-hmm. stopping off in five cities. I go, okay, what's the quickest? Considerably more expensive. Twenty three hundred dollars a ticket. Well, oh no, like thirty two hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah. I mean, listen, Cleveland's not a hub, so you got to yeah. go to. So I'm like, well, we would just drive to Metro, fly out of Detroit, yeah. right? But even that, you're going like Lisbon to Heathrow to whatever. So, Jeez. but um, so Idaho would be a dream. Well, you know you what go. I mean? I mean, because I don't have a reason to go. You've got a sibling. You, you seem to be high on Idaho. You I'm can saying go there if, just to visit the state. I'm saying if I had a sibling there, that would be all the reason I'd need to go and check it out. I'm just all I'm saying is I'm surprised you've never gone. <clears throat> You're not averse to traveling. I mean, pre-COVID. I mean, I, yeah, but I just. How long have they lived there? Uh, probably ten years or so. A decade, and you've never <laughs> visited them. And this is a sibling you like. Yeah. Wow. That's not strange to you? It's a big to do. It's not a criticism. I'm, I, that's not strange to you? That it in might 10 be years strange. Gone to Idaho. Wow. But I, I, I've literally visited that brother zero times, and then my other brother once. In but Michigan? Because I had but a gig. Your family's... So you didn't visit him. You were there I, for I, work. I stopped over. <laughs> I took a detour to see a family member. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like your family's not close like that, though. That you guys, like, go see each other and spend time together. Like, you guys kind of, I feel like, you, and again, just speculation, yeah. it seems like you guys just kind of exist in the same family, and then if you see each other, it's cool, if not, well, it's, cool. it's I feel like it's more of this thing where when we all went, like me, my older brothers, we all went on missions, so we were all gone for two years, and when you leave for two years and you're not having that much in uh, contact with anybody, you become isolated and you kind of learn how to do the long distance relation thing, I see. where we just kind of catch up regularly, but yeah. it's never like... So, like, we all went to Vegas last year, so we all hung out then, and then they'll all come here from time to time, but I've never just been like, hey, I need to go out to Idaho, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where, same with my brother in Michigan. Like, actually, I was planning on going to see my brother in Michigan this summer, but, you know, yeah, couldn't do it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I get that. I mean, listen, I guess I think of it in... in I mean, your family never comes and visits you here. That is true. Only when they're coming to purchase an animal. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of it in terms of, like, everyone else in my family lives, like, five minutes from my parents. Mm-hmm. And it's been like that. You know, I'm the only one who's... Who... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground... Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Left. Right. Um, so I guess I think of it in terms of like, I haven't seen them in a while, whereas all my other siblings are like, oh yeah, we saw them a couple of years. You know, they say the closer you are to somebody, the less you see them, I guess. I don't know about that. I don't know about that because I see my parents. And <laughs> Maybe that's what my brother tells me. <laughs> a lot more than I see my brother that lives in Idaho. So, but we yeah. talk like we'll, we'll text and everything. And again, it's, it's one of the things like he's got four kids, and a, his wife is going to nursing school, and like he's got, he's got a whole busy life. So we catch up a little bit here and there, but it's not like we have to talk every single day mm-hmm. or anything like that. Well, okay. my family's not like an everyday talker. I talk to my sisters every day, but my one brother lives in Louisville. The other one lives in um, Lancaster, which is down south of Columbus. So we see them a couple times a year. Kind of the same thing, where it's like they'll yeah. usually be around for holidays and then in the summer and we'll that's make the thing. a trip or something like, like that. My brother lives in Michigan. He's here twice a year. Yeah. So I'll see him then. <clears throat> and then my other brother will fly back. He doesn't always bring the kids, but he'll come once or twice a year. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'll see him enough to kind of be like, eh, mm-hmm. get to see him and talk to him. And then like we'll do Zoom calls and stuff like that. It's my nephew's yeah. birthday yesterday. It's my niece's birthday today. Nice. So we're all caught up on everything. It's just not like I have to go and stay with them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Pound Cake was talking about the movie Ouija. I was thinking about the sequel to that movie, was which was actually a prequel. That one was pretty good. I think the one that you watched, I didn't care for too much. But the one, uh, the the sequel of it, um, I liked. We watched Scream last night. My girlfriend, the had first seen Scream, it. yeah. And I, I forgot how much I liked that movie. It's a good one. So good and so funny. That twist. That just the well, just the whole like last scene with Matthew Lillard at his best, where he's dying, but he's being hilarious while mm-hmm. he's dying. But yeah. see, that's fantastic. Why, that's why I can't watch the original Scream because I've seen Scary Movie. Yes, <laughs> and it just it ruined it. Because Dude, I, I said that last week that Scary Movie ruined Usual Suspects. It is for because me. like whenever I think of like Scream and I I see like the popcorn on on the stove, I just mm-hmm. think about on Scary Movie how it just made this enormous bubble, just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> or when the girl runs and then it's just like make it real sexy, like it's Baywatch or something. I'm like, ah. Oh. I, I can't watch Scream anymore. But the the original Scream was Drew Barrymore on the phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, in, in the first okay. scene, yeah. Well, there's a guy overseas who is, um, he's a ghost hunter, and he's warning people uh, not to buy Ouija boards. What? Now, I would think that a, now Mary is, we've covered this on the show in the past, Mary's very anti-Ouija, because she believes in all that hooey. Yes. You, yeah, you believe in, like, the ghosts and all that crap. I am a hooey uh, <laughs> truther. Yeah. <laughs> She's a hooey truther. Uh, t- I think he was like the governor of uh, Louisiana That's in the er- early 20s. Um, yeah, hooey truther. Well, this, this guy, a ghost hunter, and I would think that if you're a ghost hunter, you would want to encourage people to buy Ouija boards. Well, no, no. Maybe he thinks that he's uh, putting a, a country over party, but he said that... Does um, he have his own spinoff version of a Ouija board that he's selling? Because sometimes they'll do that. Oh, don't get that Milton Bradley one. You have to get an authentic get one. Get mine. Get the me. authentic the, the yeah. Paul Marster's <laughs> spirit board. 
No, he says that Ouija boards could unleash deadly demons. And he's Mm -hmm. like, people are buying them for a couple of bucks. And he said, in the hands of anyone other than a medium, uh, he's basically saying untrained adults should not be allowed to use them. But here's my question. How do you become trained? Because as with anything, you start as a novice. So everyone who is trained had to start out untrained on a Ouija board. If no. you buy into it, right? You could, or you could read a book or study it, and then the Ouija board is like, once you're already, you've already studied it. And but the old, your hours. you know this, it's like stand-up. The only way to get good is to do it. No, yeah. that's like yes. your final test. No, 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 no. It's like you the gotta, written portion you gotta, of the driver's you test. you got to get up in front of people and do it. You can't, It's like if a guy comes in and he goes... Uh, you told the surgeon, you gave him a scalpel and said, all right, well, cut him and keep cutting until he feels better. You know, that's not a good... The yeah, only... but you don't hand a first-year med student a scalpel and say, cut him until he's done bleeding. Which yeah, is, but that's which actual is, science, too. Right, but what I'm saying is it's like stand-up. You don't practice in your room. You practice in front of people until you get good. How do Listen. you get trained on a Ouija board? You can't read about it. you got to work it. So by this guy's logic, every trained person on a Ouija board had to start untrained so i don't know how this so everybody who's playing with them whether they're doing it for recreational purposes only or they're doing it to get themselves trained i think this guy's speaking out of turn should we bring ours in here and see if we can get some answers from i I don't want to ask a medium i want to ask the demons the deadly demons if they would rather talk to me or some guy that's, you know, a medium. Well, as long as you use, like, the three rules, like, never play alone, never play in a graveyard, and always say goodbye, you're supposed to be okay. Never play in a graveyard? Never play in a graveyard. It's too never, much clamor. Never play by yourself, and <laughs> then always say goodbye. <laughs> you know, these goddamn spirits! I can't hear myself Wait, you think. you have to hang up on them? You, can't, you, can't, you, you gotta say goodbye? You gotta say goodbye. You hang Listen. up first. You hang up first. You hang up. Bye, okay. deadly demons. I'll miss you. Bye. Deadly demons. No, Bye. you hang up first. You hang no, up first. you hang up first. Okay, we'll do it on three. One, two, three. You hang you up. hang up. <laughs> oh, demons. So stupid. Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Later. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, go get the Ouija board. There's Don't. A, there's a guy locally that... Uh, is a medium, and I'm going to have him on my podcast this month. But yeah, Maybe I'll go get he'll it. tell you. I'll go get it. You're not oh, allowed. Good allowed. for you. Only no. mediums, Bill. You're an extra large. <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> that means Alan, oh. you and Cody can use it. All I right. can't use I'm it. I'm not doing it. I'm a small, and Bill's not a medium either, so okay. I'm not doing I'll it. Do it's just it. you two. I'm not doing that. Just you, Alan. Summit, summon it. Black people don't play with spirits. I don't mess with that stuff. I, I am on record as not approving of this. I think the Wayans brothers did in all those movies. I think the Wayans brothers did. Get that away from me. There you go. Do we have a planchette for that? Oh, there we you go. You and Alan can play it. I'm not yes. touching it, and neither is Cody. Cody, you're not touching that? No, no. I'm not touching that. You're some, in your own room. There's some white people. There's some white people stuff. They about to shut okay. my lights off. So, so what, are we gonna, so gonna, what are we going to ask it? Uh, is there a deadly demon here? No, you summon the deadly demon. That's why you're not supposed to play with it, because it'll bring a deadly demon oh, out. Okay. Whatever. Is there ask a deadly whatever demon you want. Here? We don't need this. We already bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no. Oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You guys! Wait, you mean this demon's spelling everything out? No, no, it's just oh, it's a yes. yes. It's a yes. Oh, it was spelling out yes, yes and then it no. went over to the yes. Oh, yes my no. goodness. 
Oh, wait, we gotta ask you who it's gonna kill. Yeah, okay. Right. God, come Deadly on. Deadly demon, who are you going to kill? You're not supposed to play alone, Bill. Play with Am. It went to no. It's gonna kill New Orleans. <laughs> it went to Am? Yeah. A. Okay, alright. Oh, no. Don't. Oh. K. M A R K. Who's Mark? <laughs> Oh, oh no! Yeah, we gotta cool. say goodbye. We gotta sign off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right. Good. Goodbye. goodbye. Oh my goodness, Mary! It was so fun having you on the show while you. And we thought that pound cake was gonna go too early. Yeah, Ouija, Ouija board told us that he uh, was gonna die at thirty-five. That only gives him six more years. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Seven as as, more years. As long as Mary dies before me. I'd like, okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm just saying, I lived longer than someone. I know. I'm just kidding. I don't want anybody to die. Wow, all right. Well. Except by a deadly demon. Right. Are there are demons there, that aren't deadly? I was just going to say, are there non-deadly <laughs> demons? I mean, there have got to be nice demons. There are some that just like ruin your self-esteem. Like when you look in the mirror and you're like, no, they're called pants. <laughs> you're like, mix your fat. That's what Bill calls his book. These are my deadly demons. <laughs> you are ugly. Look at that pimple. <laughs> hmm. Whatever, mm-hmm. dude. We've put a lot into that. I'm not and, dying. Uh, well, the I mean, deadly demon said it's here to kill you. No, it didn't. Oh, again, we oh. don't we don't know that it was a deadly demon. Mm. You know, I think that I think demons probably get a nasty rap. But uh, I don't guess we'll find demon. I, I, <laughs> demean a demon. Demean. <laughs> deadly demon. <laughs> I guess we, they've been summoned. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if uh, we I do get feel a, different after that. See? If we get a text that Mary's dead, I guess we'll know. I'll text you and let you guys know. Thank you very much from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> I'll call the after hours line. Uh-huh. Air the lifeline. Hi, all. Hey. Easy to make, hard to consume. Choke on it, weirdo. The Alan Cox Show. Are you choking? On 100.7 WMMS. Anniversary of Led Zeppelin three, damn yeah. Maybe I'll October use five. I wish I would seventy. Wish I would have known that I would have done that for October today. You still can. What's October today? Uh, Let it be by the Beatles. Oh okay. Yeah. I still think they should have called it Let It Beatles, uh, but I was well, voted down mm-hmm. by Pete Best. Explain October to people who aren't following. So on my Instagram, I'm just doing a different record every day. Just playing a little bit of it and just, you know, having some fun. And now what have they been so far? I assume, uh, so assume Coheed's was, been in here so far. Uh, first was System of a Down. Second was ACDC. Yeah. Third was the soundtrack to... Uh, Cats. No, no. Nightmare Before Christmas, because that was the night that I did the pumpkin carving. Okay. So we listened to that while we Brian. did yeah. some uh, pumpkin carving, because that's one of the first movies... I think it was the first movie I took the kids to see just me in them. Yeah. So, like, that movie's a very special... In amongst family. our family, mm-hmm. yeah. And then yesterday was Coheed. I waited as long as I could. Four Six days. days. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Four days, and then today was the Beatles. Okay. But I have Led Zeppelin 3. I think I have two copies of this. I have one that's real beat up, and then I have one that's in a little bit better shape. But a lot of my records are old ones that I found at garage sales and stuff like that. Well, um, I think it's safe to say Immigrant Song is probably the best-known song from Led Zeppelin 3. It's the one that starts the album. It's under three minutes. Um, but Led Zeppelin 3 was a big deal for that band because it's uh, they kind of started... Led Zeppelin 1 and 2 were straight-ahead hard rock albums, and then they kind of started evolving toward like folk music and more acoustic stuff and blah, blah, blah uh, once Led Zeppelin 3 started. And so you got... Uh, Since I've Been Loving You and Gallows Pole and Tangerine. Uh, this was also when they started working because Jimmy Page was uh, very much into the occult. It was something that interested him coming off our Ouija session here. Mm-hmm. Um, we said goodbye, right? I don't want to trap all the uh, monsters in here. We did say goodbye. Okay. We hung up on them. We hung up on them. And so that, that was Led Zeppelin Three is kind of when they started working some... You know, Jimmy Page bought Aleister Crowley's house. You like Mr. Crowley from Ozzy Osbourne. Crowley. 70s and 80s is when all these people started getting into Aleister Crowley. Jimmy Page bought his house. Boleskine House is where he lived or, or owned it for 20 years or so. And so Zep 3 is when they started throwing a lot of those occult references into the mix. And I'll play a little clip here of Jimmy Hendrix talking, uh, sorry, Jimmy Page talking about it, only because I always forget how high-pitched Jimmy Page's <laughs> voice is. And I love it when I hear him talk about something. It's like David Beckham. I'm David Beckham. Hello, I'm Jimmy Page. And I'm David Beckham. And oh, together we are Beckham Page. Did you know Coverdale Page? Well, you're going to love Beckham Page. In Eastern and Western mysticism. And I spent time reading and researching when I was younger. Um... Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. That 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 that's it. There were some there were some very eminent characters in the Golden Dawn, and uh, I found it very interesting to see the history of those that had been in it, and this sort of esoteric movement, and also sort of what went on, uh, the offshoots of it. Uh. You'll notice none of these guys ever got into occultists that were celibate. <laughs> if any of these guys, they never got into guys that were into the occult, but that were like, you must not have sex with anyone. You know, these guys are always like sexual libertines and... Sex is a <clears throat> god to them. Well, they were just very do what thou wilt, right? But Led Zeppelin three after that, that's when everybody started, oh my god, uh, there's a curse on Led Zeppelin. Because all these bad things started to happen and people were attributing it to... They're delving the into mysticism. Yeah, like <laughs> Not the drugs. The Rob- exactly. <laughs> they were all drinking all the time. And Robert Plant and his family, his whole family nearly died in a car wreck. And then they had to uh, delay the tour. And then when they made up the tour, like Robert Plant got laryngitis. And then John Bonham was fighting with the man. All this kind of stuff. Robert Plant's son died. His young son died. And Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones didn't go to the funeral. 
And so that caused a rift. And then Bonham dies three years later. And they go, well, we're not doing anything without John Bonham. So Led Zeppelin three is 50 years old today. Robert Plant still makes music. Uh, it's very different than what he did in Led Zeppelin, but still good. I loved the Robert Plant solo albums in the 80s. Because they were such a departure from what Led Zeppelin had been doing. So you miss Led Zeppelin 3 today, Bill. But you could do it tomorrow tomorrow for Rectober. Maybe. I don't like to be too predictable. Even though last week, when you said ACDC, I'm like, I'll do ACDC <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> but no, I was actually thinking of doing Led Zeppelin anyway. Because uh, that's a good album. And maybe I'll do a different song, though. We'll see. You're only doing one song. I mean, I'm doing like 30 seconds. It's just like a, a quick little oh, thing. Oh, when yeah. are you doing um, the Eiffel 65 day? Who's that? <laughs> you know that who is that the is. one and only correct answer, Bill, and thank you. <laughs> I was trying to signal him via my eyelids in Morse code. <laughs> I think. Le- I will say, I think Led Zeppelin 3 is probably my least favorite Zeppelin album. Because I like them when, they, when they're loud and, you know... I lo- love one and two. One and two, yeah. Love Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti. Led Zeppelin three is probably my least favorite one. I'll go through all the Zeppelin that I have and see which one. Because I mean, I love Immigrant Song, but I'm not super deep into Zeppelin. I don't think I, just, I even I, have some, three. Some on just vinyl. had a bunch of them, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna grab all these." Like I know all like the hit songs and stuff like that, but I'm not like one of those people that like worship Zeppelin, right? Well, they're, they're obviously, you know, when people have arguments about the greatest rock bands of all time, it usually comes down to Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin. And especially for heavy metal fans, you know, they have to How argue. How would you rank those three? <clears throat> I grew up in the house of an avid Beatle maniac. My mother worshipped the Beatles. But my mom being my mom, she also couldn't really identify with their uh, going heavily into drugs and all that kind of stuff. So my mom was like very early Beatles. So loved like Rubber Soul and Help and all that kind of stuff. Once they got into like Maxwell Silver Hammer and yeah. Rocky Raccoon, she was out. But when I was a kid, Beatles all the time in my house. And so I feel like... As I got that can a little, go different ways, though. That can make you more into the Beatles or be like, ah, I've had it with the Beatles. It made me go the other way. Yeah. Now, I've come back around where I've come to appreciate them, obviously, for who they are. But when I was younger, I was like, I like almost just out of spite wanted nothing to do with the Beatles, right? If you give me Stone's Beatles Zeppelin... There's no way to make people happy with this, by the way. No, it's, it's I, what you think. I, it's I your would, opinion. It's not. This isn't the actual ranking. Yeah, this no, is what I know. You think of these three. I bands. would have to go Zeppelin, Stones, Beatles. I would go Stones, Beatles, Zeppelin. Okay. Oh, you'd go Zeppelin last. Zeppelin last. I like the Beatles a lot. I like the Beatles a lot. Yeah. I know more about the Beatles, but I love the Stones. I think the Stones are, yeah, they're up there. Okay. Can I throw in an uneducated ranking? Of course. We're all uneducated. You already got two. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, as uh, someone who knows maybe four songs from all of those bands put together. Um, My Uncle Rick really likes the Rolling Stones, so I'm going to go Stones first. Okay. And then my boyfriend likes the Beatles, so I'm going to do Beatles second. And then uh, Led Zeppelin third, by default. So, there you go. I mean, Zeppelin, again, the Beatles were not around Obviously, as long no one's been around as long as the Stones. Right. But it is amazing to look at the body of work of these bands. You look at the Rolling Stones, and you're like, at some point, 
it doesn't matter what you put out, people are going to listen to it. And you're like, your band is going to kind of propel itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those bands were getting going back in the day, too, where it's like, if your first few albums didn't sell, you were done. Well, not yeah. as not as quickly as now. Like Bruce Springsteen, so? Bruce Springsteen wasn't selling albums until he was like five albums in. You would until never song? his Christmas album until Santa Claus coming to town. Santa Claus coming to town. And people like, who is this guy? <clears throat> I mean, Springsteen literally. I think his last ditch effort was Nebraska. Not Nebraska. One of his early ones, like Darkness on the Edge of Town or whatever. But you would never be given that leeway now. If you don't hit, maybe you'll get a second one. But they're like, if you're not selling, you're out. But it also depends on what genre you're in, because they're so it's so fragmented now, where you can be a hugely successful artist and not be a household name, not be charting, but you can have a gigantic fan base. That's every time, true. Every time one of these SoundCloud rappers passes away, everybody's like, oh my god, this is so tragic. And then most people are like, I never even heard of this guy. And then you go online and find out that he had like... He's getting like 600 million plays on all the different... Had like a $5 million mansion in Florida. Yeah, Yeah, that that is very true. It's a lot different now. There's a lot of Instagram rappers and a lot of people on SoundCloud that you've never heard of, but all they need is... Uh, but they got that. Fa- yeah, they got a huge fan base. You, you have like a hundred thousand fans, and if each one of those fans, you know, buys merchandise or buys well, an album, that's why that, that's enough. That's why TikTok is so big right now, and that's why people are fighting so hard to keep it going in America because that's where you can break an artist right now. That's what what broke. What's his face? The uh, cowboy guy, the gay cowboy guy. What's his name? Oh, Lil Nas X. Yeah, he came from TikTok. That gay yeah, cowboy. I thought he was a Twitter troll. Twitter troll. <laughs> well, he was doing, but like his his song got on TikTok. And people were doing things with it there, and like like that's what Savage was for Megan The Stallion. Yeah, that Savage. They had a dance that went viral. Like mm-hmm. it's a Savage challenge, and yeah, that's what happened. Did you see her on SNL? I did. I saw her too. I don't mm-hmm. even watch SNL. I'm, I watched it. Uh, I'm transfixed by that woman. Now let me just for posterity, <laughs> let me go on record as saying that I was way. Early on Megan the Stallion. Everybody else is talking about. Traitor, though. Everybody else is talking about. Listen, you're, you're in a half ago. I'm telling people about Megan the Stallion. But any, what? I go. Just wait. Just wait. Black woman with so thick now, thighs. You say this. I don't need your help. It's true. Um, secondly, um, I'm transfixed by this woman because, frankly, I don't really know how talented she is. Seems very talented. Um, uh, was fun to watch on SNL. The episode in its entirety, not that fun to watch, mm-hmm. uh, but they're back in the studio and they're doing their thing, and Chris Rock was hosting. He still looks terrified uh, in doing live comedy. Uh, that's not stand-up. Uh, but um, They're the, rusty, though. They, I mean, yeah, they were all rusty. Every, but it's been months, yeah. you know what I mean? Even if you, as much as you can prepare, every sketch, or the, even Chris Rock, you could see... There's a little bit of nerves in there. Rusty's one thing, but boy, the writing. God bless the people that work on that show. But I mean, you're like, oh, that, my God. The name change bit is always funny. Though. It is funny, but it's also the lowest hanging fruit, yeah, too. I mean, it is funny. I laughed. It's, I mean, it's you know, silly. And I paused it, and I'm like, I go, this is so... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, dumb. Of course I'm going to laugh, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, the debate bit went way oh, too so long. long and Jim Carrey so doing, Jim, doing Joe Biden. He's out there doing, like, Fire Marshal Bill. But not even I don't all the way, like though. Jim Carrey doing Joe Biden. Like, bring back Sudeikis or Woody Harrelson. I mean, you go back to the 80s and Kevin Nealon was Joe Biden. Bring him back. But when he's doing that Biden, like, he, he's like doing Fire Marshal Bill, but he's not at the same time. Like, he's, he's not making it funny. Like, he's, it's almost like he's trying to do more of a tribute than actually, like, be funny with the whole thing. And I was like, what are they? Like, you have to kind of go when you're doing these impressions. You gotta find something that's funny about doing the impression, or otherwise it's just boring. Mm-hmm. Like when Sudeikis does it, he's just so like goofy and like over the top with everything and just like happy to be there and it kinda works. Whereas like uh, and you go back to like Dana Carvey doing Perot. Perot or, or uh Bush or anything back then, like he'd always find like one little thing about their character and just magnify that. I will say I was surprised. I thought Jim Carrey got the voice it's not even like Joe Biden doesn't necessarily have verbal tics that you could zero in on. Yeah, it's a stutter. <laughs> well, he didn't even do that. He just yeah. it was weird that he he got the vocal quality down and maybe it's just happens to be close to Jim Carrey's normal voice. Here's the deal. That was part of it. Oh, I've got breaking news here from the uh, WTAM newsroom. Uh, the president has tweeted that he will be leaving Walter Reed Medical Center tonight at 630. <laughs> what? He, uh, his tweets are news. Um, he said that he feels better than he did 20 years ago. Yeah, steroids will do that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, some great drugs and knowledge have been developed. He's also saying you should not be afraid of COVID-19 and it should not dominate your life. This is going to get so much worse. <laughs> this so. is gonna just because oh this is what everybody was talking about like he's gonna go in and be like I'm so healthy look at it I came out of it everyone oh my it's, God. Only, it's only a couple of days though it, it doesn't matter I'm saying it, it, like he may not have seen the worst of it yet well he said he's learned he cut a couple of videos over the weekend and said he'd learned a lot about it and he looks it's great it's been a very interesting journey I learned a lot about COVID I learned it by really going to school this is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it. And I understand it. I, I don't know what that means. Is that school of hard knocks. Is that Alec Baldwin? That, that, that's that? him. That's the school of hard breaths. Yeah. You know, it's so, bad when Trump Jr. was like, I think my dad needs help. He's trying to stage an intervention. Trump Jr. is trying to do that. I think that's nonsense. I, I don't know what that's out there. I read that. They but. said family divided. Right. I'm like, sure. that's what divides you? Well... <laughs> What I do like is how they are uh, they they are spinning it in in uh, very strange and perverse ways. Um, somebody said that his line was, um, "Well, unlike Joe Biden, I have experience with coronavirus now." <laughs> Which is, of course, that's what he's going to do. Oh, well, he's not lying. Hey, you have experience getting it. Yes, you have zero experience it's fighting. Just, he it. went to the school of coronavirus. He did a crash course. Yes, he knows what it's like to infect people. He knows what it's like to get it and yeah. heal from it. So great. Well, Trump 2020. They had some. Uh, they had one of these doctors when everybody was kind of trying to parse like what they were giving him because they weren't getting any straight uh, skinny from the the actual doctors. 
And this one woman was like, well, this steroid they're supposedly giving him is usually given to people that have severe cases of this. And they can cause mental health side effects. Oh, no. Like psychosis and mania. I'm like, how would you be able to tell, by the way? It's going to get worse. In a normal person, you'd be like, oh, my goodness, they're getting such side effects from this thing. With him, you're like, (laughs) how could you tell if... He had a tweet storm this morning. Maybe that's what it is. Space Force, vote! Did you see that? Of course I saw okay, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of his tweets, was Space Force, all caps, vote. Yeah, all of them were in all caps. What, what did that mean? I, he's Maybe saying he's going to continue the Space Force. Yeah. His mania. He's having a manic episode. Man, he's fine. Well, you know, we always, fine. we always have Rush Limbaugh on in the men's room. If I forget to change the channel before I go in and take a dump. And um, I was listening to some of the callers to Rush Limbaugh. And it really was a master class in cognitive dissonance to hear these people. There was one guy that called who was very upset with Trump. And I was like, wow, how did this get through? Because people are really criticizing him for doing this lap around the hospital in a limo with Secret (laughs) Service to wave at people with flags or whatever. They're like, he's immediately put these Secret Service people at risk. And... um, I heard this guy call, and he was very upset with the president for doing this. And I was like, wow, that's you usually don't hear that on a show like that. Well, it turns out the guy was mad, not because he put the Secret Service at risk. The guy was mad that Trump did this because it would just give the Democrats one more piece of ammunition against Trump. <laughs> and I was like, well, that, that, that is sense. a take. That is a take, yes. He's like, Secret Service is going to be fine. I don't know where he got that information, but yeah, whatever. I mean, he was wearing a mask, and so was the Secret Service, so that's what we wanted. Yeah, but you're hotboxing the Secret Service when you're just driving around in a Tahoe. You're not putting them at risk if no one knows Waving it. to people. Secret well, anyway, Service. so uh, he's going to be out, and uh, um, trouble is, now that everybody else in the White House has it, he'll be re-exposing himself to... Maybe he's got antibodies. What do I know? Mm. I'm not a doctor. I know the White House itself has more COVID cases now than Taiwan, New Zealand, and Vietnam. So, uh, I would describe his figure as an antibody, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> an antibody. That's an extra body. <laughs> I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time, and they've got Trump flags, and they love our country. So, I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That was prior to his surprise visit, because he said he was bored and wanted to look tough. Well, I, I thought was he was signing, working. I, I was thought he was in there working his ass off. Signing blank papers, signing blank I'd be bored papers. too. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I was reading this very sad anecdote about his father. And Trump grew up in this environment where, like, illness was weakness. You know, the world's broken down into winners and losers, right? In America. And losers are people who let themselves get sick and die and whatever. But I was reading about, the, I thought it was a very sad anecdote about his father in the last days of his life because he had Alzheimer's disease. And because the family, you know, they would deny anyone's kind of mental failings. So they would, like, his dad would still go into the office every day and they would just put blank pieces of paper in front of him <laughs> to shuffle around so that he would think he was still running things and working, 
they had a telephone there that was only connected to like one person so he could pick it up and be like bye so you know whatever like a toddler phone well yeah because they're like the guy and they it's got smarties in it oh god i'm so sad it had a face on it <laughs> the eyes <laughs> His little strings so you can pull it around too that's it was it was very sad still sad <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, uh, no one knows what will happen at this point. Nope. It's going to be fun. I noticed that uh, I was reading a thing about how all of the social media platforms had been banning messages from people who were happy that Trump had gotten COVID-19. And there were a lot of people on the other side of the aisle who were confused by that. Because they were like, boy, they're not stopping messages about uh shoot AOC in the head or Hillary's got Parkinson's or they're like, where's all this concern for, I know Trump is social media's cash cow, but still like, where was all this concern for us? That's strange. Or even the people who were attacking Chrissy Teigen. After having a stillborn, like, mm-hmm. haha, that's what you deserve, like, da 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Oh, Why yeah. would they say she that's got, what you deserve? She got trolled hard. Because she was a libtard. Yeah. She was so outspoken about women's bodies and women's rights and stuff. But what like does that have to do with a stillborn child? They're saying it was got an act of God. You, you got what you deserve. Because why? Because they because don't of her believe the same thing things. as her. Yeah. You got what. I'm can't, I don't, can't it's explain how people's comments. not like she was a drug user comments, or something. But, oh. Yeah, but I'm saying like they were attacking a woman who's in a very vulnerable, you know, emotional position. Huh. And then nobody stopped any of that. Yeah. <laughs> he totally nailed the whole, you have to love yourself. I work best alone. Including sex. Before you can love another thing, Alan Cox. On 100.7 WMMS. Two one six five seven eight one double zero seven to join us. 800-348-1007. You can also use that phone number. Your choice as an American. 35192. Send me a text. com. if you listen on the iHeartRadio app from parts wherever. Uh, tell me where that is. and I'll. If you need the Alan Cox Show sticker, by the way, I'm happy to send those out to you. Just send it a, a batch of them this morning. Uh, Victor is a bureau chief in Roanoke, Virginia. Nate listens in Nashville. Um, another Nate is in Matthews, North Carolina. Joe is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Doug is in Carlsbad, New Mexico. I heard from Jeff, by the way, who is one of our bureau chiefs in Portland, Oregon. That's kind of a funny letter. <clears throat> he said, I'm writing to express my gratitude to you and the show. I was recently interviewing for a sales job, and after several rounds of interviews, I reached a Zoom virtual social, and many of the company's employees joined in, and it seemed like the purpose was to gauge team chemistry. And so they started asking me abstract questions to promote creative conversation, like, is cereal soup? Long story short, as I was making an effort to gel with the team, I reached into my Alan Cox pocket and was able to ask this group of 20 strangers, is a corn dog a shish kebab? <laughs> <laughs> they were impressed to see me join in and reciprocate with such a question. I received and accepted a job offer the next week, and I believe it is entirely due to asking that silly question entirely. So thanks to you guys. 
That's Jeff, who is one of our bureau chiefs in Portland. It absolutely is. It's Think nothing to do with your hard work and everything that you've done to get to where you had the opportunity. It's the shish kebab corn dog debate. Listen, so you are welcome. A lot of people work hard. You know, mm-hmm. you need that X factor yeah, that to get X-factor. into these creative situations. It, that's something they always told me when I was in Boy Scouts. They'd be like, "Well, if it comes down to you and another person, you have the same qualifications. They'll look at your resume and see that you are an Eagle Scout, and that's going to give you a leg up." Now, it has never once come no. up, not even <laughs> for a moment. Nope. The only time I ever bring it up is on the show to say how much I didn't like being in Scouts, and then people go, "Oh, I was in Scouts, I liked it." I'm like, "Well, I didn't." Uh, it was just something I had to do to get my driver's license. It's one of those sales uh, tax, like when you're in college and they tell you that you can put being in a fraternity on your resume, right? Oh, you might run into a guy who's hiring, and once he finds out that you are a Sigma Alpha Epsilon, he's going to go right for you. Sure, he will. <laughs> sure. Oh, you were an Eagle Scout? You know what? I've got a master's. I was also molested. <laughs> Let's bond over that. Boy, they're running a lot of those commercials. Oh, I know. If you were a Boy Scout, and they're 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 quick to tell you, doesn't matter how long ago it was. <laughs> but you got to do it this year. <laughs> if you got touched, there might be money in it for you. So that's Jeff out there. He said, P.S., worst song to F2. The Benny Hill theme song. I don't know about that. Everybody's got their kink. See, that's the thing. We had a conversation about the worst songs to F to. Because if you watch Benny Hill as a young child, or like, you know, maybe you were coming into your own best so life. Boyhood. Yeah. Manhood. Uh, you, you watch that show because they had busty women running around to that song. Yeah. So there might be some sort of connection there. Tenuous as it may be, it's there. I banged to the Liz McGuire movie once. Wild Wild West is probably the worst wicked, movie. Wicked. Wild Wild West. <laughs> Jim West, that's that's a pretty good song. I think that's a not the and, song, the movie. Oh, the movie. Okay. Like middle of the movie, we're on the, they're on a train. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh doesn't get you hot. <laughs> not not quite. My go-to movies are always like cartoons, <laughs> like yeah. some, or not, not even like cartoons, but they're always like Disney movies. Like once was the Princess Diaries, the other one was Beauty and the Beast, and then that'll be on the, in the background. The, yeah, the Lizzie McGuire movie. So they all at Why? some point break out. Why into the song. Lizzie McGuire movie? Because the guy that I was with hadn't seen it, and he wanted to watch it, and then all you just heard was "Hey now, hey now." And to <laughs> you, that was like that. that, that you had a reaction. It was like Netflix and chill with a Lizzie McGuire movie on. Kids love Hillary Duff. I don't know why, but you've never asked. I, I assume it's because she's fierce, but they wanted to, he wanted to watch I assume it's because she's fierce. All right, I'll because bite. her ferocity. Why is she fierce? I don't know. She got new fake teeth, and she, she's lit now. She's no longer Lazy McGuire. She's Hillary Duff. You mean she's no more Lazy McGuire? hey Before she got them teeth in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of calls immediately after we were talking about the worst songs to F2. I didn't really play them, but people had a lot of thoughts. Alan, Corey and Tarpon Springs. I uh, want to jump in. Psalms that'll ruin the mood. My number one that came to mind, Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Nothing like an 18-minute folk song mm-hmm. to kill your boner. Arlo Guthrie. I think if I heard that playing, I'd make it like, I don't know, five out of 17 minutes on that. I don't know, maybe. Or Wheels on the Bus. On the bus is another one. I don't know why nursery runs exist. All right, rambling. Later, everybody. Uh huh. There's Corey in Tarpon Springs who suggested Alice's Restaurant, which is like, I don't know if it still happens, but when I was first getting going in radio and working in classic rock, 
it was a tradition that like classic rock stations would play Alice's Restaurant Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. And I don't know how that started. I think it's still going. It must be. And it's an eight nineteen minute song. They're like, and we make a big deal out of it, you know, because it was Thanksgiving or any holiday. You got part timers working, right? Everybody else, full timers. You take the holiday. And I was a full timer, but I was also pulling a weekend shift. I was on the air six days a week. And so I'd be like, oh, Sunday morning, Thursday morning. When's uh, Thanksgiving? Thursday. Thursday morning. Traditionally, every Thursday. Every, it's always on Thursday. Don't Last forget, Thursday we're going to play Monday. Alice's Restaurant in its entirety. So he said Alice's Restaurant. I thought Tom's Diner. And I was like, do, 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 do. Like, that would suck. That's yeah, that's good. bad, too. That's right. also bad. The yeah. Suzanne Vega DNA mix, not the original Suzanne Vega acapella. Okay. That sucks. Yes. The one that everybody knows and loves was the remix version. No, the... When those the, two dudes do, 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 got a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. But her, her original version was acapella. Yes. That one. Because she's super folksy. <laughs> two years ago on Thanksgiving, when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant. She lives in the church near... So you can get it up to this, boy. You bell tower, better person than I am. Fouches a dog and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the. You can get a couple rounds in at least. Seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. Well, what about Luca from with Suzanne Vega? Forget Tom's Diner. Her big her first hit was Luca about the kid who's child abuse victim. His parents are beating him up. Oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah. I said Concrete Angel when we talked about this, that Martina McBride song, which yep. is about the same thing. Yep. The kid ends up dying in it. Luca <laughs> lives on the second floor. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Horton, the Battle of New Orleans. That's a bad one. <laughs> Anything longer than yeah. like four minutes. <laughs> yeah, this. Because <laughs> then it just seems like someone's in the room with you going. Yeah, like whispering. You're like, what are you doing? Like an ASMR. See, this is the one that everybody loves. The remix version. But the one, her original one. I am sitting in the morning at the <laughs> diner by the yeah. corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. It is <laughs> So imagine, so the, the, the dudes yeah, that's, are, that's up on the top of the list for sure. The dudes who remix it with these guys' DNA, and it would be so weird. Imagine if you do this song, and Suzanne Vega was super folksy. I remember like years ago, boy, they put her on a bill with like 38 special or something. I don't know if they were trying to burn the venue down or what, but um, back in the 80s when she was touring, she was a folk artist. She had a couple of hits on the radio, you know, because uh, they put some drums in a rhythm section behind her, but. Imagine you have a song, a cappella, means a lot to you, and these two guys come along and go, boy, you know, this needs music. This needs something behind it, and then it's a huge hit. Probably paid for her beach house or something, you know? You can't even get like a rhythm with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
way, that drum loop was under every song in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. They just had a couple of, you know. So everybody knows that one. Tom's Diner, by the way, the, um, the actual Tom's Diner was the exterior of the restaurant in Seinfeld. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They would go to Monk's all the time. That was the actual Tom's Diner. How the hell did we get out? Oh, you songs to bang to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Horton. Hi, Alan. This is Alan, and I was listening to last week's show, and you guys were talking about the worst songs to make love to, and I am surprised, nay, shocked, that you guys didn't come up with the one song that would be the worst song to make love to. She's Too Fat for Me. Love you, bye. She's Too Fat for Me. You ever heard She's Too Fat for Me? I don't think I know that song. That's a polka song. You can keep her, She's Too Fat for Me. Polka? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, she's too fat for me. You hear this at, like, uh, um. Like Polish weddings. Oktoberfest. Yeah. I feel like they I didn't play know this why. too. I thought polka was, like, very progressive and very liberal. Like, polka. Don't, don't polka <laughs> music? It's old Polish people. Right? Yeah. You talk about fat people. It's like pierogies and sausages. Yeah. It's played, Much sour it's cream. played at all of my wife's extended family weddings. Yeah. Very rude. Let me find like she's clapping. Too, she's too fat for me. me. You can keep her. She's too fat for me. <laughs> yeah. Any compilation called Polka Party will have that on it. Yeah, she's too fat for me. The polka was progressive. I didn't realize that was instrumental. Hold Is that on. the karaoke I want, version? Uh, no, I want guys uh, singing it, right? Yeah. How about the Hayes Boys? You want the Hayes Boys? Sure. Doing a live version? Oh, here's a silly ditty. You can sing it right away. But now, the thing about polka, <laughs> it does have a very up and it's down so, beat. Yes, you so could. you like <laughs> if you can deal with that. You're gonna be okay. Like there's a rhythm to it that's but very. But it's the words you can't. Humpy, you humpy. can't. It's an umpa band. Yeah. So sing it every day. Here's a silly jingle. This is what. These are the the the, the seeds of Weird Al Yankovic's success. Right. Polka music. You can sing at night or noon. Here's the words. That's all you need. Cause I just sing the tune. Oh, I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. She's too fat for me. She's too fat for me. Now, mind you, with all due respect, not sure how fat you have to be to be too fat for a Polish guy in a polka band. Now, if there's like a reverse cuckold situation where there's a girl that doesn't want to be part of it, she just wants to watch you bang another girl, maybe she would be into this song. No. Or girls doing those smush videos. Yeah. Face-sitting videos. Mm Mm-hmm. She's too fat for me. Clearly, uh, obesity is not this guy's kink. Mm-mm. But a lot of people... Chubby uh, chasers. I don't know that you can unequivocally say that this song wouldn't help somebody get a rod. I'm just saying, I don't think it's the deal breaker that he's implying. Agreed. Oh, I don't want her, you can have her. She's too fat for me. She's too fat. Girl's too fat. She's too fat for me. I get dizzy. I get tumbled. What I love, too, is in this particular video, they panned over to the other guys in the band, and it looks like they're feverishly looking for sheet music. I'm like, <laughs> how do you need to know the scales for this one? Well, where do I come in? <laughs> Anywhere? This is so different than all the other polka that I play. <laughs> I'm dancing yeah. with my jum, jum, jumbo. I don't want to 
So, yeah, I mean, listen, anybody under 65 is probably not going to dig that, but uh, whatever. Where is it? I think it's uh, Prosperity in Tremont. Do they do Prosperity polka social- brunches or something like that? Probably. Or Wednesdays? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Wednesdays they do polka night. We used to go over there all the time when we lived in Tremont. I went one time with a uh, a friend, and he was like, oh, you got to go. I think it was maybe a Wednesday. But it was, yeah, it was like live polka music, and it was just like a, a fun, silly atmosphere. Sure. Fun and silly. I'll That's tell you what. I think Those of are the two music. best <laughs> adjectives. You want a fun and silly night? It's fun, but it a little goes a long way. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could do that every week, but I would do it once. Yeah. Just like once a year or something. It, like, quite, yeah, li- do that. it quite literally becomes white noise after a while. Yeah. Allison is our bureau it chief. It is the whitest noise. There's not a whiter noise than polka Not a whiter noise music. than polka music. Allison is our bureau chief in Hamburg, Germany. She's a she's. A, are you a Hamburger, Allison? Uh, I'm a Clevelander, actually. But well, I, I know, but Hamburg, you've you've Germany. you've lived there for some time, right? Oh yes, so I am a Hamburglar. Yes, <laughs> she can't leave. <laughs> she, right. uh, what's going on, Allison? Nothing. So I was listening to a very old podcast when Erica was still on, and you guys were talking about how how all of the HR people were leaving the building, and Erica was saying how she was going to sexually harass everybody in the building that she could. <laughs> right. And you guys did a bit where Erica sexually her sexually harassed you, and it was hilarious because she did a terrible job. And I think that you guys should see how Mary does sexually harassing you, Alan. Uh, Allison, have um, you listened to the show? She does it every day on the regular. I'm just, I, I wish, I wish I it were a bit. <laughs> I wish it were a bit. See, Erica was still under. Erica was still under the regime of having HR people in the building. Mary is unfettered in her entire time here. She fears no retribution from down the hall. Running wild through the halls. I'm I'm pinching nipples. Showing her underwear. Oh yeah. If there were any asses around here to grab. I'd come up Trust after him? and believe. Yep, she'd uh, she'd have him between uh, thumb and forefinger, like a little troll, just <laughs> and I <I'd, laughs> and then I run away. Yeah, but right. it was it was also really funny because Erica was like, "Oh, I don't want to sexually harass Alan. That's weird." And they were like, "Bill was like, we'll do pound cake." And Alan, you specifically said, "No, I want you to sexually harass me." <laughs> well, sure, I was trying to give her the green light. He's the bell of the ball. And as I re- recall, it probably didn't go. Yeah, she as... wasn't very good at it. No, but again, it's putting her no, in a difficult situation. If anybody knows me for more than five minutes, you know that I like to be expertly harassed. So to put her in a position where, as an amateur, like she has, you know, that's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And my standards are so high, yeah. Allison, that um, you understand. I do know that, yeah. yes. So you're still in Hamburg, is that correct? I still am. I'm supposed to go back in February, but we might push for another year because who wants to move back to the U.S. right now? You're probably safer there. <laughs> well, how is it going over there? Um. So, yeah, I mean, everything's good. Everybody's wearing masks. Nobody's fighting it. Um, things are open. But there's been a lot of holiday travelers, and 
numbers are going up, so we're anticipating another shutdown. So gotcha. We'll see what happens. I think a lot but of places are anticipating. Travel. Yeah, a lot of places are anticipating another another shutdown, even over here. So nah, not here. It won't happen here again. Yeah. Um, okay, listen. Yeah, I um, it'll happen in the U.S. Right. All right. Well, stay safe, Allison. But yeah, I would like to hear Mary transsexually harassed you real <laughs> oh, quick. So to I'll that. listen tomorrow on the live stream. Thanks, Bill, for always having it on YouTube. It's great. You're welcome. Thank you for those kind words. All right, thank you, Allison. Yeah. Danke, Danke, right, Shane. So you guys, yep, that's German. Danke, Shane. All right, there's Allison, who is uh, over in Hamburg, Germany. She's our one bureau chief there. Das bureau chief is what I refer to her as. Maybe I'll visit her when I finally get a chance to go to Berlin. God, could you imagine one of our overseas bureau chiefs? They're just, like, walking around the house and... Hey! You home? <laughs> They're like, what? No. I'm at your front door. Let me in. Anytime I travel, I always ask... Not on, Shane, bitch! ...on Instagram if there's any, you know, bureau chiefs anywhere so I can visit them. Uh-huh. Happened in South Carolina. Um, it was supposed to happen in San Diego, but uh, the person was busy. Well, the... <laughs> The Alan Cox Show reminds you to wash your hands. Those sweatpants you've been wearing for the last two weeks are probably fine. 100.7 WMMS. Two one six five seven eight one double zero seven. Get on the phone and join us. Eight hundred three four eight one double zero seven. Three five one nine two. If you want to send me a text. AlanCockShow.com. You can watch there. We got this week's Instagram hotties, volume 37. Who's the cover girl? Uh, Salacious Slade. Also, you know her as Typo Negative. Okay. Got a good chuckle from that name. She's very pretty, and she does OnlyFans, and she's just got giant new boobs. Oh, uh, they're brand new. Brand new. Just got She had them done a while ago, and then she just got them uh, upgraded. Enlarged, you mean? Yeah. What did she go from? Uh, big from, to bigger. She went from what to what? I, I want to say it was like a big C to like a double D now. Okay. They're they're large. They're nice. I've always found that fascinating. Maybe I'll have to listen to this. Do you go into any detail with her on that? Well, we talked about it, and she said that she had them for a while, and they kind of got, they weren't sitting the way she wanted, so instead of like waiting to do it, she's like, yeah, hey, I've been making good money on OnlyFans. Might as well get them taken care of now and get them fixed up, and she did. It's an investment yeah. in her business. Yeah. You probably write them off, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, when girls get implants, and then a little while later they go, hmm, they need to be bigger, for whatever reason. Well, she had hers for like seven or eight years, and then she did it. Oh, I, yeah, because yeah. you got to kind of get them upgraded, not upgraded, but you got to get them tuned up every they just Gravity, like eight years you know? or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said like every 15 years, but they uh, she went in a little earlier than they suggested because... Oh, they I don't think you're, I, right. you're yeah. not supposed to wait 15. Years. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, she she knows it more than I do. I was reading about a thing. Um, I was reading a thing about women who are trying to convince their doctor that they are sick from their implants and they're having a real hard time because the things that they describe are pretty common to women who have had implants for a long, long time. But doctors, by and large, will tell them. Um, that the things you're describing aren't like a thing. Like there's no, I think the women in this community have given it a name, like implant sickness something. I don't know. I'm sure that there's an acronym that goes along with it. But there are a lot more women who are like complaining that their implants are making them sick, but they can't pay to have them taken out because they don't have insurance or whatever. It's called the boobonic plague. 
Ah, give it to him. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I was racking my brain with words we're not allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> so. I started there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's there along with a new episode of the Bill Squire Show. Uh, at alancockshaw.com. So check out the Instagram hotties. Uh, the latest pound take is there as well. It's called Dumpster Fire. And he's got the artwork done for the pound take podcast. Mm-hmm. Getting that set up to launch that in a couple weeks. Now, will that also be on the show site? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just Im- embed it when he does his pound take. His pound take, okay. And it's going to be on iHeartRadio. And we're getting ahead of the game. Because if you recall, when I started the Bill Squire show... There were no issues. It took a little while <laughs> before it got on iHeartRadio, so we're trying to do it in a way that it will launch ready to go on iHeartRadio. Sure. Because I've learned some stuff. Breast implant illness, Alan. My girlfriend and I just paid to get hers out. She feels a million times better. Well, you're putting a foreign substance into your body. I mean, I can imagine it probably over time erodes or something you know what i mean like, well, that's why they tell you they're like you, you got to kind of have them tuned up you know and and again and some you, women can't afford to, ha- to get reopened and have them inspected or whatever so they're in there for 15 years and it's like uh, they i don't know that they were intended to be that right or maybe then they were but along the way there were unintended consequences i don't know i've been with a few girls that have them and some of them are real good and you like can't even tell and then there's others where it's just like Boulders. Boltons. Just hard, hard boots. And I'll tell you, and those are probably new. They haven't settled yet. Uh, the one girl had them for a while. I think she mm-hmm. just had... Uh, too big? No, they weren't even too big. They were just... I, I think the technology just was from a while ago, and I think they've gotten better now. The yeah. closest thing I've ever like experienced with that is I had someone that has Boobs. ab implants. Ab implants? Ab implants. Yes. Abby normal? <laughs> <laughs> ab implants. And I... I I bet there's no way for those to feel natural. Are they otherwise chunky? Boobs. Or do they have like a fit body so it looks no, normal? No, they're, they're fat abs, most definitely. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's what I'm saying. Like Please show me a picture. Boobs kinda, they're man no, boobs hanging. I'll and show you a picture in the break. But I'm like... Just do the work to get... To, I mean, but he's, he's insanely rich, so I'm sh- and he's around... He, well, then why didn't he get everything sucked out? I, I don't know. If you're but, insanely well, rich, you'd go to the doctor and go... Take out whatever needs to be sculpt me, not mm-hmm. just put some, put a rack of ribs under my stomach skin. The dude's a B cup with ass. <laughs> Come on, man. I have to find him now. He's got love handles hanging over his pants, but he's <laughs> but I got ass. Yeah. There, there are a few things. There are a few things as uh, vexing as being a straight guy with a girl, and you just don't know if she has implants because they feel very natural. But your brain goes, well, they don't feel fake, but if you've been around for a while, you're pretty good at sussing them out. So your brain does this weird short-circuiting thing where I'm like, I just don't know. And I'm not going to ask, because that's pretty gauche, but then I'm just, that's all I'm going to be thinking about every time my hands are on them, mm-hmm. so is I, whether or not they're fake. No, I don't really it, care. But it I'm change just, how you look at it? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, for my brain, I'm like, I'm genu- I'm really curious if those are fake. So I just got a text. One girl me. eventually told me that they were. I was like, those are really good. Because they, they, weren't, vi- <laughs> they weren't, like, visibly fake, you right. know? If you get them big, you know they're not real. But... Some girls, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty. Um, they're pretty good with them. Yeah. Uh, so she said it's capsular contracture, and that causes uh, scar tissue to build up, and that's what makes them feel so hard. There you go. And that's what she had, and that's why she got the new ones. And uh, 
I didn't feel them, so I don't know. But I, from what I understand, they're much better now. Okay. But they look good. And you that you was gotta with, take I was, care of yourself. I was with one girl, and she had them, and whenever she would like, uh, boobs, could, like flex all her muscles, you know, when you're doing a certain thing, uh, they would like collapse. They would like collapse the implant, Ew. and like they they go away. <gasps> yeah, you'd get, like you'd get like flex divots. her muscles as she's ha- you know having a certain feeling that women tend to have uh, every six to eight months. Uh, <laughs> is that how often you guys have orgasms? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Good, I'm, done. I'm on track. With uh, men like you, probably, <laughs> Bill. Come oh, on. Jesus, Bill. Six to eight months Ouch. over here. Be a giver. Oh, oh, Be a giver, oh. Bill. I know. I'm very oh, 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 oh. No, but it would, like, collapse, and it would always be one of those things, I'm like, all right, this is an eyes-closed moment. Yeah, right, you can't look at that. Yeah. You know what That's I go, so weird. Whoa, what's going on there? Anyway, it looks I'm like finished. a hefty bag that had all oh, that oh, hair sucked oh. out of it. Hmm. It's weird. Alan, my wife and I got booted from Prosperity Social Club for banging in the bathroom. So screw that place. They don't understand fun. (laughs) Listen, I'll tell you what. You know, my wife and I, we have this tradition of having sex at other people's weddings. And we had three weddings scheduled for this year. So one of the kind of other casualties of the coronavirus are, you know, Gwen and I having uh, uh, sex in bathrooms all over the place, you know. We had a wedding uh, in Norfolk, Virginia that got uh, postponed. We had one in Denver that was going to happen a couple of weeks ago. That got postponed a year. Jamaica, Queens, that one? Jamaica, the country, oh, okay. earlier Not in the year, Queens. got pushed to this January. I don't know that that's still going to happen. I, I would imagine that it might not. They might kick that can further down the road. But those were three bathrooms that have gone, uh, unfortunately, unfornicated in. Because we were not able to attend those weddings. To quote The you, weddings didn't even happen. I'm going to pull a page out of your book. Now let me ask you this. <laughs> Could you? Is that a page out of my book? That is a very Alan saying. <laughs> now let me ask you this. <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. I'm naturally curious. Uh, could you just look up weddings that are happening in the area, go to the venue... Bang in the bathroom and no. leave. Our rule is they must be weddings to which we were invited. Ah, okay. Because that's where I think the potential for embarrassment lies. You know the people who yeah. are there. Not on, not for us, but for them. Right. And that's what makes it all the more exciting. Yeah, crash and bang, not the same. I don't know. Well, and I've never had any, I've never had any interest in crashing weddings. I don't. That doesn't in, entice me. At especially all. this time, sex like, or otherwise. Like, like I, right now is not a great time to be crashing anything. What never, you mean? There's only going to be 26 people there. It's never been easier. <laughs> right. You got a mask on. That's true. Oh, let's go. Huh, we're supposed to be yeah, here. from college. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I don't, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't find wedding crashing to be anything that interests me. Okay, what about banging in the bathroom of like a floral shop or a cake shop, still wedding centric? We're not looking to have sex in random bathrooms. Well, we, I don't know. We could do that anywhere we want. Right. It just turned out that we do it at friends' weddings. Got it. Okay. We did it at our own wedding between the ceremony and the reception. Look at you, little horn dogs. Yeah, I am a man. Alan, I've caught myself saying boobs in that robot voice you play on the show while grabbing my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really listen to the show a lot. She's probably into it. Boobs. <laughs> she probably imagine that. You walk up behind her, boobs. Just grab them. Boobs. Yeah. All right, good. And Mary, uh, she says it is because it's a foreign object, so you were right. Yeah. 
Well, when you put anything in your body, you can't leave it there. But how foreign is it? You know it's in there. You know it's in there. No, that's an unidentified foreign object? A UFO? You know it's in there. It's the same thing with tampons. Like, you can't leave them in all the time because it's not supposed to be in there. Your body wasn't made to have that kind of stuff in you all the time. So That's why they, uh, before tampons, uh, they called it uh, toxic sock syndrome. Because mm-hmm. they'd go, you're not supposed to leave that tube sock all the way up there like that. What are you going to do? You'll never get that out, the stain or the sock. Also, good good reason to change your socks. Just on your feet, too. Toxic sock toxic syndrome. Toxic syndrome. It's a hard one. I've never got that. They have to be inside for that to happen. <laughs> you haven't smelled time. some of the feet I've smelled. Ugh. Pardon me? You haven't smelled some of the feet that I've smelled. People that have. Uh, maybe that should feet. go on the list. I don't, yeah. I don't, <laughs> it's up there where the air does what it wants. <laughs> you haven't smelled some of the feet I've smelled. Well, I'm saying that's why I'm saying. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm I understand right now. Bill and I are not Toe Brothers. Yes. Ah. Yeah. We have but. not smelled. Uh, it's probably pretty safe to say, as long as we've worked together, we probably have not smelled the same feet. I feel like we've smelled the shoe on this show before. I know we have. Whose shoes? Yours well, or Cody's? I feel uh, like we smelled Cody's shoes at some point because he maybe. thought he stunk. But well, I know but I, I, we smelled on... Erica's once. That wouldn't have been me. Yeah. No, I, we smelled the shoe, uh, and they, to me, they just smelled like shoes, as I recall. I don't yeah. remember. <clears throat> I don't remember them smelling all that gross. <clears throat> we might have passed around our own shoes. <clears throat> everybody probably. Al and I had sex in the bathroom of the botanical gardens during a wedding. That's what I'm talking about. That's dope. You're at a wedding. That's what I'm saying. You're at a wedding. Love is garden. literally in the air, right? Yeah. Love is in the air. Like, now, but here's the thing. What happens if you get caught and your friends get really pissed at you? They won't get pissed. Ask them to join in. They might get angry. That's the that's the yeah, risk that you have to day. take. Could you imagine, though, at the botanical There's garden? There's so much going on at a wedding that the bride and groom wouldn't find out until much, much later. Yeah. Even if somebody if ran and told out. them. Now, if you could get that done at a Mormon wedding, that'd be impressive. Because they don't even let you into the temple. So... That'd be pretty, pretty cool. But I, I think it would be fun to have sex near, like, a fountain, and then once you go and you spout, <laughs> the water comes out next to the fountain. This is I what time he thinks of. This is, right, this is what he's thinking of next to the water fountain. I, I, like I said, gay sex is not very convenient, so I've never had sex at, like, a wedding or anything like that. I always have to go reserve a hotel for later. How is, well, well, let me ask you this. Just mechanically... Mm-hmm. Gay sex is no more inconvenient than straight sex. That's you could easily not true. how stinkier. You, <laughs> it's oh, not even, God. It's not even that. <laughs> you could you could easily get a dude in a bathroom and do what Gwen and I are doing at these weddings. Lettuce stuff, but you can't do like intercourse. Why? I mean, guys do it all the time. Blue like, preparation, like it just yeah. It so takes you a lot of, bring, it takes a lot more time. It's messier. It could get on your clothes. Uh, it's not as convenient. I mean, with the you can do it. You can do it. It's just inconvenient. Yeah. It's a lot more convenient. There's not a lubricating device. Not a condom? That's not enough. Not as, yeah. Women produce more than that. Understood. Simply saying, wouldn't you, if you were setting out to make this happen, Mm -hmm. you'd bring a little tube of something with you. Yes, you can bring it, but it, it, there there would be splatter. You got you got to take the pants all the way down. There's splatter. Stains. Listen, go to one. You know how like. Uh, 
Chuck and Ducky. At those really fancy seafood boil places that give you those bibs, just put that on. <laughs> right before you do it, tie I it around yourself. No, you got a lob- yourself. You got a lobster smacking up against his cheeks. But then it's, a, you know, no mess cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> grab it all <laughs> you know bunch it up and uh-huh. throw it out sure and then it's not on anybody's pants it's just covered in truffle butter is yeah. what you're saying yeah maybe you get a little wet wipe I'm just saying it's not any it really isn't any obviously you would know better than I I'm just simply saying the mechanics of it it can't be any more or less inconvenient well, a guy and a girl doing it. Yeah, there is, because there's more Still, that goes or, along with theirs. You bring some lube and you bring a wipe. It's, it's the same. messier. It's, it's not the same a wipe. Use. You need to bring, like, a whole roll. Well, then maybe you're, there's something else going on there. Why would it be messier? I'm not saying... Other than the obvious to, places. You don't have to use lube with a woman. Sometimes. You get what I'm saying? I understand. So there's there's no real... Okay, but I've already covered splatter. that. Splatter. He brings lube. And the bib. And the bib. <laughs> and you got to make sure that you're... It can still... Your, listen, your bottom is, heterosex can still be very messy. Yeah. We yeah, know this. You're not expecting, like, a, a messy discharge, necessarily. I'm not expecting it. But that's what you plan for, is the unexpected. Yes, but you can't even, like, if that's the case, you can't even, like, enjoy the wedding. you got to get him before dinner, before even the fun starts. Well, you want to get him before he eats. Yeah. Cocktail hour. You want to get anybody before they eat. Get it? <sighs> no, could you explain it to me? There's <laughs> two good words in there. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you, two good words in there. By the way, the guy that I was looking up with the fake abs, he either blocked me, which is very possible. Ooh. Just or- now? I tried to look him up. I tried to find him. He either blocked me or deleted his Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, Ooh, which is have... more like someone who's going to pay to have fake abs. I don't think they're deleting social media. I think, I think he really did, though. I think because he owns a business. And I think people were complaining about him not cooperating with the guidelines. And so I think he closed. I think he like just deleted everything. He didn't want people looking at what he's doing. But where where is he going to show them abs? I, I don't know. But the funny thing is he has fake abs, but yet he, ha- he can hire like a high end personal trainer. Like, he hires a personal trainer. Oh, I don't get that. That's somebody who's like, I don't want to wait to get the abs. Put them in there no now. Patience. They're going to turn against me in five or six years. Dude. It's like that guy that turned himself into the human Barbie over the course of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now he's the like... Justin Bieber guy? I, yes, he's like, I hate all of it. I'm like, boy, there are some and things you can try. I think the Bieber guy died. Pro- yeah, you're right. He killed himself, I think. There was a human Barbie girl, too, who yeah. kept getting, like, all those surgeries. Not even just on her face, though, but, like, on her entire body. Her but then you get these infections. I mean, and, yeah. when you have a bunch of surgeries, one of them is going to kick your ass. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, if you if you have something implanted, you can maybe remove that. You can't. There's no turning back when they, like, break Shave your, your cheekbones. Break your cheekbones. Yeah. Or, yeah. You're stuck with that face. That's got to be such a weird thing for the plastic surgeon. Like, they want to make money and stuff, but to have that conversation with an adult, like, hey, this is permanent. When we do this, it is going to be very difficult to go back, you know? And they're just like, yeah, 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 let's go. Like, this seems Seriously? a lot of, this seems fun now that you're 22. <laughs> right. When you're 42, not going to be so much fun. You're going to look like that Jocelyn Wildenstein, that cat lady. Oh, oh the yeah. tiger woman. Yeah, yes. lion lady. Oof. That's a rough one. Alan, if you really want to be able to relate to Cody, next time you guys are at a wedding, do it Cody style. That's no fun. Uh, first of all, I would not inflict that on my wife in that setting. Secondly, 
If I were going to, I would bring lube. And by the way, a lot of people love Mary's butt bib idea, so maybe I would yeah. uh, throw that in there, too. <laughs> Your butt bib. Yeah, I think you might have stumbled onto your next uh, venture. Forget the toe photos. Mary's butt bibs. Mary Santora's butt bibs. Boy, mm-hmm. talk about being saved at the 11th hour from having to monetize your feet butt on bibs. OnlyFans butt bibs. They would still have pictures of crabs on them, though. <laughs> maybe a little pocket. <laughs> Getting horny with the song. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize, Billy. Get them all worked up. Hey, Josh. Hey. What's up? So, I just heard on the radio talking about how uh, gay sex is essentially the same as normal sex. I want to weigh in and say that is way off. Well, all I was... I well, to- here... No, no, no. Here's what I was saying. You would just simply have to do whatever preparation it required. I understand that point. ease it in, though. I got a roommate. He's gay. And whenever his boyfriend comes over for the weekend, it's twice a month he lives out of state. But he went into excruciating full detail on how he prepares. He says that he is on a strict fiber diet he does not eat anything else i understand pound pound cake gets ready for it too right you get in bottom shape if i know yeah if i know i'm going to bottom (laughs) it's just air that's my Uh, air diet uh (laughs) uh-huh i fast i mean like you can't just spit on it and call it a day i mean like you got to go through the whole step process of like two days in advance smoothies hello yeah okay okay that's fine i'm also i'm just saying that in the in the heat of the moment you can probably get in there and make something happen if you're prepared you can make it happen that's, sure. that's all that's all i'm saying you can get in there and make it happen but you want an enjoyable experience you don't want but you're to not like... on but you're also not under the gun you're not on the clock she and i aren't in there trying to get it in under 60 seconds you guys got into the cupcakes before we even opened them. Uh, no, we didn't get into any cupcakes. What are you talking about? Oh, God damn it. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Found the dessert table early. Eh? <laughs> oh, God. Don't burn a frosting. Okay, we'll stop. Hello. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you really want to plan, you just, uh, you know, you just go to the wedding pre-lubed. Yes. Right? I do not. But put a, put a condom on over. Well, no, I... And then when you take it off, good to go. Or will it be like when you're in the water too long and your fingertips get ready? Get all pruney. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'll, obviously I will defer to you on how that all works. I'm just saying that it doesn't seem beyond... Listen, irrespective of which way you're Peter Teeters, if you want to have sex, you'll figure it out. And it might just require a bit of preparation... H, but you can still no. get it done. Nobody needs to see that pound cake. What? I want him to realize that that's what some people do. Oh, that's what he's saying. I understand, but there's a toilet right Hold it up there. Again, just for the live stream. <laughs> there's a toilet right there. It's not like you're in you're you're not in the walk-in freezer of a restaurant. You're in a bathroom. That's messier. Slap, slap, <laughs> slapping sounds. Yeah. You can't keep it in there forever. <laughs> yes, you can. No, <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. No, can. It's just a little reminder for later. You can't. Yeah, until they play the cha-cha you're... slide and you're trying to get out <laughs> <laughs> And then Pound Cake has a very the... specific phrase he likes to say afterwards to the guy. 
<laughs> that is. Let me watch you poop. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do the chicken dance. Right. I feel like writing a letter to ourselves. <laughs> this is disgusting. I didn't need this segment. <laughs> Nobody needs these segments. Alex, I, I just hate when you try to generalize. Like, it, gay sex is not convenient, and I'm not going to allow again, you again, to tell me it is. Again, I defer to you. Obviously, you know the specifics, and I don't. I'm simply saying that if you want to get something done, there are ways to prepare to do it. Of course, but it's That's all I'm an saying. enjoyable experience. All I'm saying. Right, but, but then it wouldn't be an chafing. enjoyable. Then it wouldn't be an enjoyable experience anywhere, because you're not yeah. under a time constraint. So all I'm saying is, about it, people walking in, seeing two feet underneath doors the stall. locked. See, most of the bathrooms we have been in are not like they're not like big bathrooms with multiple stalls. No. They're like w- one person bathroom. Mm-hmm. So you lock the door. Yeah, you're going to have people doing this, and when you both walk out, the jig is up. Mm-hmm. But who cares? The only time I see gay men having sex in public, like in public bathrooms, is at like a gay club or like a circuit party. Like that's the only time. All I'm saying when is, everyone knows the deal. I'm, I'm <laughs> going by. I'm basically going on your stories over the years, which. Are basically amount to if two if gay dudes want to have sex, they will do it anywhere at any time. I'm talking about lettuce. So I'm playing off of that. I'm playing off what you have said. Yeah, you can mess around. Well, then there you go. I was just talking about. Okay, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I made my point. I want you to live your best life. That's all I'm saying. I haven't done any of that. I haven't been living. All right, get to living. Get busy living or get busy dying, Bill. <laughs> I guess. Get busy lubing or get, get busy, busy dying. Going to break. <laughs> we were talking about the boobs. He was all about it. I know. As a doctor, I can tell you with 100% certainty that wearing a mask will protect you from being identified while listening to the nonsense on this show. The Alan Cox Show. Protect yourself from the embarrassment of being a fan. On 100.7 WMMS. wanted to do an album with some of his heroes so he got them all together under the uh, call the album Probot and he and Lemmy did a song called Shake Your Blood five years away from uh, Lemmy's death he will have been dead five years this Christmas Motorhead is selling Lemmy face masks if you want the if you want the lower part of your face to look like Lemmy, mustache, giant mole, mm-hmm. the whole bit, you can stop the spread by wearing the faces of Lemmy masks, missing teeth, uh, the whole bit. The show me your face, the lower part of your face. Bottom of your face, Bottom of your on face SNL. Yeah, that was probably the 
best thing from the episode. It was funny. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, so listen, everybody's gotten into the mask wearing business, but if you really want to show your allegiances, uh, the Motorhead store will sell you three faces of Lemmy masks for twenty bucks. Obviously, if you're working in a surgical environment, you probably can't use these, but uh, you can get a, a Lenny, Lemmy smiling, a couple of missing teeth, you know, Lemmy in repose, Lemmy with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Do you want to do this, Mary, with your with new giant smile moles yeah. versus old smile? No, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all? No. Mm. All right. I don't like my old smile. <clears throat> well, current smile. <laughs> Boy, just wait for a year. It's going to be like a week of before and after pictures from you in it. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. As soon as I can start to see a difference, those things are coming in immediately. Before okay. and after. Coming pictures. in hot. Coming in hot. All right. Which should take about six more weeks. I was going to say, what is the earliest you're supposed to see some difference from your uh, Like, to braces? be able to really see it as like 10 to 12 weeks is when you'll see the first um, kind of signs of it. And that, I'm in week six right now. So... And what is going to be your your signal post? What are you looking for first? This one tooth that's right next to my front tooth. That, your snaggle? Yes, that pokes way out. That's just the one that I really want to move back. And then I've got two that are kind of like a little on the other side. They're like caved in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And those come out. And mm-hmm. those are like the big ones that I look at. Did you okay. name your one? The, the I one did not. <laughs> no. I've got another $1,000 for you. We are back into GoFundy Yourself. Today is day one of many weeks to come, so there are going to be a lot of chances for you to grab 1000 bucks just about every hour. Uh, starts in the 7 o'clock hour with Rover, goes till 9 o'clock with Corey Roddick. So you have four chances here on this show. So about four minutes from now, I will have another uh, keyword for you. Could we name your tooth? No. Name her tooth? Yeah, the one Don't. that's out in front of everybody. No. Frontrunner? No. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake? Mm, yeah, no. Because he stands out. Oh, my God. Because he stands out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Justin Timberlake was the one he went with. Why don't you want to do a name Mary's tooth? Because it's thing. embarrassing and I don't like it. But you're. I know I'm fixed. actively fixing it. I was going to say, and people know that that's why you're doing it. This is not a secret. I know. You're sure it's you don't want to do that? It's just never something I've joked about before, so maybe we should, and then I'll be more comfortable with it. Well, it's clearly something that Bill's joked about before. Obviously. That's something I'm joking about right now. It's the I'm most insecure something. and vulnerable I feel when I understand. talking about and my teeth. And that's teeth. why I don't want to do it if you don't want to, other than the one Justin Timberlake thing that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so we already started. Mm-hmm. Might as well at this point. But I can't promise a lot of good ideas from me. Why is that? Because I'm trying to be okay with talking about it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. I will appreciate good entries, but it might be hard for me to act. I, I would only want to do it if you wanted to. Like, I would like she you clearly to come does up not want to do it. So not if you really. don't want to come up with a name, then we won't do it. We would no. be uh, under duress. Under duress. But if you maybe, like, you're later, you think of one, you go, all right, I got one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got a good one. Hit us with it. All right. Alan Anthony Davis's mouth is more jacked up than Mary's. I don't think I know who that is. In place for the Lakers. Place for the Lakers. Yeah, but he his makes twenty. Yeah, he makes also makes thirty million dollars a year too. So, and his profession isn't speaking, and hopefully getting on television or movies or comedy specials. No, you know? Space Jam. He's gonna be in there, right? He's gonna yeah, be in Space, space Jam. Jam too. There you go. 
Anthony Davis, the pride of Chicago, Illinois, went to Prospective's Charter School, if memory serves. Ooh. Oh, wow. The yeah. bottom teeth are bad. Yeah, yeah they're the real ones. bad. Yeah. So what, LeBron you walked off the court? With Ten seconds left. And he didn't, like, walk back to the locker room. He just walked off the court and just waited for the time to run out, and the game was over. I see. Did they people, win? Uh, they lost. And they that's lost. why he was upset. I see. So he walked off, and people... But they're still up a game, right? They're up a game, yeah. Mm. And people like to make a big deal when people do this stuff. And players do it all the time. There's a big segment in the Last Dance where Isaiah Thomas left the... Right. And let's get so bent out of shape over this stuff. But the game's over. Okay. And they're like, oh, what about sportsmanship? You guys never care about sportsmanship. Until somebody like this does something. Like, a lot of times it's always like, oh, go for the throat. You got to kill. You got to win. You got to do anything you can. Mm-hmm. Game's over. Who cares? Okay. They want him out and there to the last second. It's not like anybody was really watching at this point. The game was pretty much heat all the way. So, like, I leave games early sometimes. Like, I've left a game early. Yeah, but so, you're not playing. Yeah, but he's he knows the game's over. And he walked he walked eight feet over to the bench. And people act like he's like, oh, he's a bad sport or anything like that. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would um, I would assume that he knows better how those things play out than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing's really going to happen in 10 seconds. Yeah. I saw he bought a new house. Yeah, he bought it right then. He, he walked over and picked up his phone, bought a new picked house. Picked up his phone, he just went on Zillow and Redfin, and he goes, eh, yeah. it looks pretty good. Yeah, got one of these rocket mortgages from Call- <laughs> Call my broker. Yeah, he's probably not getting a mortgage from uh, from Dan Gilbert. Probably not, but you know. Uh, he bought Catherine Hepburn's old house. You guys might be too young to know who Catherine Hepburn is. I know the is. name. I know she was an actress. Very famous Very actress. Famous. Breakfast yeah. at yeah. Tiffany's. Yeah. That was Audrey Hepburn. Dang. It was oh. her sister. Catherine Hepburn. Martin Short yeah. used to do Catherine Hepburn on SNL. That's pretty much what I know of her. Right. But she was in, uh, yeah, she was in a lot of films. Audrey Hepburn was her sister. And LeBron James bought Catherine Hepburn's mansion in Beverly Hills for $37 million. It's two and a half acres, and it has the distinction of having one of the longest driveways in Los Angeles. Cool. But two and a half acres, isn't that amazing how $36 million only gets you two and a half acres? In LA. LA. Well, it gets you a ton of house and it sits on two and a half acres. It's not like it's not like two and a half acres of house. I want property. Yeah. It was Howard Hughes's old house back in the day, although he never lived in it. And then Catherine Hepburn uh, lived in it in the prime of her career. And LeBron bought it from a couple of other really rich people. They had it listed for $39 million. He bought it for 36.8. Tennis court, guest houses, oval swimming pool. <laughs> I couldn't even afford a square swimming pool, LeBron. <laughs> or at least a trapezoid one. Something. A one shaped like the infinity symbol. Those seem to be popular these days. The infinity pools. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just a snake eating its tail. You can just do laps nonstop. Mary's tooth should be named Front Butt. <laughs> Got me in the front butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hit her in the face. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that that's, I mean, it's a, obviously an inside joke. I don't know if it really applies there. But. <laughs> <laughs> Fievel? 
Huh? Fievel? Because it goes west. (laughs) (laughs) Fievel. All right. And then that that can be how you kind of give up. They say, Fievel's moving west. Looking good. It does need to go west. That's Mm -hmm. the direction it does need to go. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, Alan Mary's very lucky. She's only had to have those in for a year. I had mine on for seven years, and I'm finally getting them off this week. Invisalign or regular braces? I feel like that's got to be regular braces. Don't know. Doesn't say. Having anything on your teeth for seven years, other than enamel, sounds very uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm six weeks into a 66-week procedure, so I'm 111th of the way there. And there have been times where I'm like, this is stupid. Because <laughs> it's just a lot of work, you know, to keep them clean and everything. But then at the same time, you're like, all right, that's not that long. A year's not that long. Seven years. Yeah, a year, is n- that will fly by. Yeah, seven years is wild. Well, congratulations, getting them off. That's exciting. Yeah. A long time to wait. That seven-year itch. Mm-hmm. Seven years is a really long time. <laughs> Alan Catherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn are not related. I did not know that. The only two I Hepburns thought, are related. I thought that they were related. They were not. That's wild. Thank you. Audrey was uh, from somewhere, and Catherine was from somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like all, learning all these info. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn was English, born in Belgium, and Catherine Hepburn was American. I had no clue. I thought that they were... Because Catherine Hepburn still kind of had that mid-Atlantic thing to her yeah. voice. Oh, come here, George. Mm-hmm. That kind of, you know, Spencer Tracy movies and stuff. Okay, there you go. Did not know that. I know that uh, Spencer Tracy was robbing the cradle with Catherine Hepburn. You know, you look back on these old movies and everybody... Lindbergh baby? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that who they stole? <laughs> everybody was... Uh, <laughs> you look back on those old movies and everybody you think kind of looks the same age. But like Humphrey Bogart dated Lauren Bacall when yeah. he was like 40 and she was 19. And Spencer, nice. Spencer Tracy was 26 years older than Catherine Hepburn. That kind of thing. And that's what they were attracted to back then. Like, not the men. Of course, men are attracted to younger, but the women are just like, yep, that's my old man, my hubby, my love. Well, you're also rich. Good 46 years old. Rich. Sure, that too. I think think rich is the key factor there. I mean, they're handsome-ish men, but having that money and that power. Old man hot is a very different breed. Like, you you have to be into grandpas or something. I don't know if money could do that for you. No, but what, what I'm saying is that is that anyone with the means and the opportunity who could have whoever they want, there's a biological imperative where you're not going to grab somebody your own age if you're a guy. Just no, oh, I agree. Every guy would be like, yes, I would like the 21-year-old. I'm wealthy enough. You know, if you had a lineup of people, I'm 49 years old. My wife is 10 years younger than I am, Right. That's an opportunity that was presented to me that I happily took, <laughs> right? But there, there's a no. But I, I, I got. But would I, you want a 21 year old now? No. Well, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. That, that to me is a. I'm just saying whatever is in your caveman brain, mm-hmm. where you're looking at women with birth and hips. You know, if you're in the market for that, I'm not in the market for more kids, right? But if I were, obviously, I'm not going to date someone who's age appropriate. 
<laughs> I'm not going to pick right? the 49-year-old woman. That's true. Not. Even if I didn't want to have a kid, probably wouldn't pick the 49-year-old woman. With all due respect to women my age, OB. it's just not the way the brain works. There are exceptions, though, because if the, it's a super hot 49-year-old, I would, like uh, Lisa Bonet, she's probably 10 years older than me, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, we can make this work. Jason well, Momoa did it. He, right, but that's like and a he has the option for different any case. case. Yeah, I, but I I'm saying there's always there exceptions. are. Exce- I'm saying the exception that proves the rule, right? Mm-hmm. If you're standing there and you've got a, it's like these guys that go to the bunny ranch. You've got a panoply of women there, right? You got uh, the woman who's been doing it a long time and has the experience, so that's what she's got going for her. And then you've got the young nubile. Ingenue, you got the girl that's maybe got six months under her belt. Of course, you can work a lot of guys in six months. <laughs> uh, and some people will go, I, I want somebody with experience. Or I want somebody who, uh, you know. Why is this the voice? Because it's a guy. He's standing there. Hey! Why is it old peppermint? Why not? Because old Peppermint, he's out prospecting, and then he walks in off the, the plains to the bunny ranch, and he wants one of the girls. And big! He wants one of the girls. Papa Peppermint here. That's right, old Peppermint's back to destroy your pelvis. <laughs> Give you my York Peppermint I've been painting gold all day long, and I'm ready to lay some pipe, ladies. I don't know what his motivations are. I'm simply saying that... Uh, Given the opportunity, he might go for a younger woman. Given his pick. Hey, Margaret. Hi, guys. Hello. Do you have? Do you go by a nickname, Margaret? Do you go by Peg or anything like that? Maggie? <laughs> no. Oh, that's I a bummer. Don't. Okay. Well, Margaret's a lovely name. It's just a lot of Margaret's go by something else, so I figured I'd inquire. Mm-hmm. No, it's a family name. I keep it, keep it real. Keep it real up in the. Okay, what's going on, Margaret? So, with uh, you guys talking about Mary's Invisalign and braces and having them on a long time, my daughter is in the seventh grade. Oh, good for you! I know it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, she currently has braces. Her braces career started in second grade in phase one. Braces career. This is how you talk when you got young kids with bad teeth. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's this, this is five years, and she's not done. And five figures into well, it. Is it because? Exactly. I didn't know they could start that young. I thought kids yeah, mostly started teeth. in their teens because when they're that young in second grade, it's not, not everything's grown in where it will. Does that make sense? Right. She, I thought it was a scam, too, but when I really looked into it and talked to the, the orthodontist, it's this phase one. She had this expander on the roof of her mouth where I was freaking turned the key and expanded her. Oh, thumb. God. That's like torture. Dude, they had, they had <laughs> for me, they had this thing that would be like essentially a chain that they would have to put on one of my teeth and like pull it into the other teeth. There's oh, like honey. crazy contraptions like I, I that. I know. That I had exists. the spacers. Oh, I know. Yeah. I had spacers. It was a nightmare. Um, the, the upside is that Margaret probably has a daughter who can put up with anything now, right? Yeah. As this kid gets older, she's like, nothing yep. bothers me because I had yep. friggin' braces since I was two or whatever. Yep. You know, Margaret thought it was a scam at first, but the guy that sold her the braces out of the trunk of his car assured her that he was on the level. Mm-hmm. Right. He instantly signed her to the 10-year plan. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, well, uh, uh, big ups to your daughter, Margaret. Yep, thanks. Bye. Thank you. There's uh, Peg. Uh, hey. Oh, boy. Hey, Dick. Go, Browns. Right, they sure did, didn't the they? Browns rock. How about 49 points, Dick? It was like... 49 points. It was like Dick was finally two. came true. Hmm. You know, it reminded me about... It was about... I think 1995, and the uh, Browns held them. They won that game. I can remember in Dallas. It was uh, they had a goal line stance against a guy named Novacek. Mm-hmm. They had uh, won that game. It's been almost 20 years, but any time that they beat the Cowboys, I'm telling you this, Chubb and the offense has just looked like. I mean, they just look like a team this year, you know. Dick, did you have a chub? No. <laughs> only, only, you know, when, well, when I went fishing, they used to call the minnows chubs. Right. I think they might still call minnows chubs, right? Yeah. I don't know How that that's you, a... How are you, How are you, Oh, boo? boy. Hey. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Enjoy well, the chub. Have you been excited, guys, about the Browns? Of course. How can you not be? They're, they're three and one. Oh yeah, I think they're going to do it Sunday too. I think mm. they're going to go five and one. And you go into Pittsburgh, I think you're going to. I think they're going to give them a show in two weeks. I really do. You think the Browns are going to give the Steelers a show? Yes, I do. Well, you I might be right. They're capable. If they win this game Sunday, I think they're going to. I think they're going to win by probably. It'll be tough, but I. You heard from me now. I think they'll win by three points in two weeks. They'll beat the Steelers. Three points against the Steelers. Okay, what about against the uh, Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts? I say they win by uh, seven points. Seven points. Cause Colts I, got a tough defense, though. I was going to say, I don't think anyone would have predicted, uh, Dick, that they would have won by 11 points No. yesterday. No, nobody figured. Of course, you know, down here in, in Cincinnati, I can't believe this guy uh, from uh, Siena. Any, uh, you know, from uh, Athens, this guy's lighted up the sky. The phone lines have been lit up in Cincinnati. The Joe Burrow. Now, I think the Bengals are going to win. Not that I really care, you know, but I think they're going to win probably five or six games under Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, but who cares about the Bengals? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to tell you something, too, that... You know, oh, i got to go to a break. Anyway, uh, thank you, Dick. I always like uh, licky, 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 boom, chop down. it up with you. Licky, 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 boom, boom, down. Okay. You'd flee a wildfire. Evacuate. You'd prepare for a hurricane. But there's no escaping this disaster. It's one of the worst disasters that I've seen in my career. It's the Alan Cox Show. On 100.7 WMMS. Two one six five seven eight one double oh seven to get to us live right now eight hundred three four eight one double oh seven three five one nine two send me a text alancoxshow.com for all kinds of other fun and frivolity got this week's uh, Instagram hotties up there for you 
new episode of the Bill Squire Show. Handful of very fun guests on the show this week. Jim Florentine is going to be checking in. He's doing the funny stop this weekend in Cuyahoga Falls. The great, great, great Henry Winkler is going to be back on the show. And I was watching Scream last night, and I forgot he was the principal in that movie and how funny he is in that movie. He's great in but everything. Also, he's kind of intense, too. Great in everything. Yeah, I love him. Uh, and then uh, our friend Greg Fitzsimmons, who is going to be at Hilarities this coming weekend, uh, we'll uh, check in with him. So we have a short week this week. Uh, I'm out tomorrow and Friday, but Thursday... Um, we're going to talk to Greg Fitzsimmons. Wednesday, we're going to talk to Florentine and Henry Winkler. And um, excited to talk to all those guys. I look forward to a time where they can be in the room with us again. That'll be neat. Uh, Gene Simmons of KISS. Not exactly a flaming liberal, but he said he wants people to stop complaining about being in lockdown. I mean, if you had that house, you'd probably... <laughs> he says, it's just not that hard to stay at home. <laughs> Again, when you're wealthy and you've got a nice big house, it probably that's softens like, the blow a little bit. That's like when rich people go on house arrest. I'm like, man, that ain't no punishment. Got assistance and everything. True, but if you are wealthy and are used to going wherever you want, I mean, if you're wealthy, you're used to having very, very few limitations. So you're right. It's not like being in prison. But it is different for them. You know, Gene Simmons is a big Trump guy. He was on The Celebrity Apprentice years ago. Did he win? I don't know if he won. I just know that he was on it. I remember him I mean, I feel it. like if there's somebody that should win that show, it's Gene Simmons, who has been all about the money all along. Yeah, but he might not be good at being an apprentice. I just assumed, rules. when I read this, I just assumed that maybe he had trademarked COVID-19 or something and mm-hmm. put a KISS logo on it, and maybe that's <laughs> just, you know, he's trying to make a, a couple of ducats on there. The pandemic is not fun. A million <laughs> the Detroit people... Detroit lockdown cities about their release. Yeah, a million people dead around the world, 200,000 dead in America. Uh, he said, but uh, there are certain segments of the population where people see... A mask is political, and it's a shame. It just makes sense, he says. And, of course, he recalls what his mother was a concentration camp survivor. She got out when she was 14 years old. The rest of her family is wiped out. Wow. So he's like, you know, we live in a time, and he's not wrong, we live in a time where you can order whatever you want to your house. Of course, the people delivering them to your house can't stay home. But I take his point. Dr. Anthony Fauci, by the way, uh, did an interview with Wired Magazine, if you're a fan of that one. I've been for a long, long time. And he said that uh, we can beat the coronavirus, which, again, is one of these things which is self-evident. Got more people calling for violence. (laughs) Beat it. (laughs) Yeah, beat up that coronavirus. And if we combine a vaccine with prudent public health measures... We can put this outbreak behind us. And that's the reason why we should not despair. Of course, every statement of his has a giant if somewhere in it. And if is the the one that will kill you. But uh, if, if, if. By the way, I caught something in Mike Snyder's Browns report. Mike Snyder, uh, a more more, uh, competent um, sports reporter you're hard-pressed to find. But I think there's something that nobody's really talking about with respect to this Browns victory that came up 
in his sports report. Now, I don't know if there's a stomach bug going through this team or what. With everything else that they've got to deal with, uh, to have to deal with this, too. And it was just something that the coach said that just kind of caught my ear. And I don't know that anybody's really paying attention to it. But I hope that it doesn't, well, let's hear it. Stuck with the plan, had some explosive runs, but credit to the players. Listen, these guys clearly, according to the coach, uh, whatever his name is, uh, R.B. Puffin Hart. Nope. Whatever. Kevin, the announcer yesterday couldn't get it either. Kept Eric Mangini. Kevin Steffen or something like that, but it's Kevin Don't Stefanski. never heard Stefanski. that name before in my life. You've never heard Kevin Stefanski we before? We talked about how hot he was on the air. Doesn't mean I heard his name. We talked about it. <laughs> You're right. Doesn't mean I committed his name to memory. He, I, I'll tell you what I do like about this guy, is he's got all the lingo down. Explosive runs. Well, not that. No, He's trying to take our job. Come on. In in the clip, earlier in the clip, he goes, uh, "We had some guys toting the rock," which I assume means carrying the ball and not helping right. Dwayne Johnson get from point A to point B. But if there are if there were explosive runs going through the team yesterday, and they were able to play past that and deliver that kind of victory, that is amazing to have that kind of intestinal fortitude. Mm-hmm. Coupled with just the sheer will to win. I mean, they came prepared. They were wearing the brown pants. That's why, probably. Mm -hmm. Stuck with the plan. Had some explosive runs, but credit to the players. Credit to the... I love that, too. Credit to the players. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) How magnanimous of you. I got to give the credit to the players. Oh, do you? Toting the rock. Toting the rock. Having the explosive runs. Listen, if nothing else, and I think we're probably still... Paying Mike Patton. <laughs> if nothing else, uh, you can uh, understand and and respect that this guy gives credit where credit is due. He's already got to more. the players. You know, all these other past coaches are like, "Yeah, it was all me. It's all me." He's already got as many wins as Hugh Jackson had his entire time here, and he was here for two and a half years, two and a half seasons. You're thinking of Hugh Jackman, Jackson, the Wolverine. Yes. Not him. The greatest showman Hugh who is not Jackson. gay. Oh. Hugh Jackson. Where, where is he doing now? Is he like a tall boy with Cincinnati or something? What's he doing? I don't know. Who, I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. Three wins. Three and one. It's great. Three and Keep one. Keep those explosive runs coming. God bless him. Stuck with the plan. <laughs> Had some explosive runs, but credit to the players. Yeah. When you're going in for six and you squeeze out something <laughs> thick. <laughs> Diarrhea. They were toting the rock, all right. It was in their shorts. Oh, boy. There's a couple of married news anchors that were on TikTok. I thought it was kind of funny. Just something stupid. But uh, Jeanette Reyes is uh, an anchor at WPVI in Philadelphia. And her husband hosts Good Morning Washington. So they've one of them's got some kind of commute, unless they're both doing it from home. And they were talking about, uh, well, they were just doing a bit as uh, what people think news anchors sound like at home. Did you see this video? <laughs> no. Morning live here in the kitchen. Your time now is 5.52, and we're trying to figure out what we'd like for, for dinner. So the options are right now lasagna, chicken fettuccine alfredo, or a ribeye. If you can help us out here, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at 7abc.com. 
and let us know what the choice is for tonight. Robert. All right, Jeanette, thanks. In the meantime, I am checking that poll, and a lot of people seem to be in favor of that stake. Uh, <laughs> of course, I need me. So when that stake is done, let me know. I like it medium rare, as you know. And when it's done, I will meet you at the dining room table. Not for real, what you trying to eat? I can do McDonald's. You know, that new quarter pounder slap. Hmm. <laughs> slap. That's That new quarter like pounder that. slap. I thought it was slaps. It is. Quarter pounder slaps. It's slang on slang. How does he not know that? Oh, that's embarrassing. If I know that, Robert Burton should know it. Host of Good Morning Washington. Good that's Morning really good. Washington. Today's news slaps. That's pretty funny. I thought it was funny. I like Very that. Very funny. That's something to have like two, like your spouse is also in show business because like it's already hard enough if you lose a gig, but then like if you lose a gig but your wife still has hers, it's kind of like. Am I done in this city? Or do we move? Like, what are you going to do? Is, is it whoever makes the most money? Yes. But then, like, if the husband... What is he supposed to do? Stay at home? Because a lot of these people, they sign, like, non-competes or whatever. Or they're living by coastal. Mm-hmm. You know? Wasn't there well, somebody... Why would you do that? Because you, you know, around, yeah, I mean, somebody's on the air in L.A. and the other one, who was that? Wasn't there a local anchor here who was married to like a dude from, it wasn't Ramona Robinson, mm-hmm. somebody who was married to a dude from the Browns and then he goes to another team, but she's back here. I forget who that was, but they've been married a long, long time. That's something. If you can figure out how to do it. I would run for the hills. If, if, I would, got to. I mean. I, but I don't know if I would ever date anybody else in radio. Because you're both trying to get to the top, and one of you might make it, and one of you might not. And then what do you do? You give up your career so your spouse can but have yeah, theirs? But, well, but some people are willing to do that. Yeah, there's some are, but they are but both. They both are working. <laughs> Pancake's no. not willing to make exceptions for anybody. Well, then you would not true though. Well, that's what I'm asking you. Like, would you be willing to do that for someone else? If they were like, "Look, I just," I mean, I'm thinking of it in terms of, of television. Um, That's why I'm already telling you, I'm running for the hills. I'm not dating anybody in media. Because I already know how hard it is. Just right, with me. but what I'm saying is... You can't is, both be broke. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is you might date... I mean, any business. You might date someone who um, is an administrator at a hospital, yeah. right? They might not want to move. They wouldn't move with you if you got a gig but, in another market just because they, they're not in... But I also feel like that's... Uh, different, like th- that's selfish on their part because getting into it, they know that my business is a nomadic business. They can get a job at any hospital anywhere. There's a lot more hospitals than there are kids in tr- media, and that's not necessarily true. Not especially necessarily. if they, but have, they have a, a better good, chance. But if they have a good setup here, if they're like, I'm making this money, I got tenure. I got. Do you get tenure in hospitals, or is that just well, sure. teaching? I don't think you get tenure. <laughs> hey, listen, what Poundcake's talking about? That does happen sometimes. You know, where people will be like. uh you know, they're an anchor at a TV station, they move, and the wife comes with them, and she's a weather girl, so they put her on the station, mm-hmm. you know? That that kind of thing does happen. But I'm just saying, there's a lot more jobs in the medical field than there are in media. So when you get a gig, like, hey... But not we, at that level. But that's what I'm saying. All the more if reason wife, to move. If, if your husband's like, oh, it's like the guy from Guatemala who was a surgeon, and now he's a cab driver over mm-hmm. here, you know what I mean? If your husband or wife is a hospital administrator... You're like, oh, there's hospitals in Atlanta. You're like, yeah, but I'm going to be like, I'm not going to do what I do here. Right. You have a better chance of working your way up. But that's also a conversation that you guys got to have at the beginning. Absolutely. Where it's like, hey, I might move. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a discussion you have to have because if people don't know what they're getting into, like people who are just starting out in the business, like I know people that I went to college with, they wanted to work in like radio or TV and then they're getting married and having babies. And I'm like, 
oh, like, do you still want to do that? They're like, yeah. You well, know. I'm like, okay. My ex-wife, when she and I first met, we were both in radio. She had just gotten into it, and she had just come back and moved back home. But, I mean, she had just gotten into it, but she ended up basically on the station's morning show. And so that was like a bit, she loved it. And so I thought that we were going to kind of have these concurrent paths in the business. Mm-hmm. So when I got hired in Pittsburgh, like a couple of months after we got married, it was a rough time yeah. because she liked what she was doing. And we got to Pittsburgh and my program director put her on the air. She was good, but he's giving her like weekends and like overnight, you know, not yeah. premium stuff. And she was like, well, this sucks. I thought I really wanted to do radio, but it turns out I just really liked the show I was on. So. That was a contentious situation for a while, Mm -hmm. because she still wanted to do it. What'd you do to make it better? We got divorced, Bill. (laughs) Alimony! After two children. My timing was perfect. That was the radio show she was on. Alimony Alimony in the morning. (laughs) Hi, everybody! (laughs) No, it just, you know, after a while she was like, I don't want to, and this is before we had kids. She's like, I don't want to do, like, overnight. I go, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. But, you know... Did you tell her to be better at radio? That seems like the best thing to do. That would Well, no, because that's not... <laughs> listen, if you come to the conclusion that you liked your situation, not necessarily that you're, you want to do the climb, because mm-hmm. I was all in. Yeah. I'm like, we're going, you know... Um, so fine, you come to that conclusion. I had a similar conversation when I my... Boyfriend and I were dating last year where I was like, hey, like, this is still up in the air, moving, yada, yada, yada. And uh, we had, we revisited that conversation maybe about a month ago. Just And what we came to the conclusion was like, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We're having a good time now. I may move. You may not. I mean, like, that's, a, that's a better conversation that you had with your, at that time, fiance. You yeah. guys didn't even talk about moving to New York no, or whatever. No, we were three years in, and he was like, I'm not moving. And I was like, well, now what are we going to do? Wow. Like, yeah. I, I, I really can't believe that. Yeah, How do well, you just ignore that conversation? You know it's listen, coming. I'm not okay. being mean or uh, exaggerating. I've said this to my sisters and stuff before. In that relationship, that's one of those where I was literally drunk most of the time. <laughs> like, that, it wasn't a healthy thing, but I was drinking so much that those kind of things where it's like, oh... We're just not going to talk about this. I'm going to go out and drink, and we'll forget about it. And then maybe eight months from now, we'll fight, and then we'll do it again in another eight months. You know? Wow. Yeah. What a life you live. And that didn't work? It, isn't that crazy it's that so it all crazy. blew up in my face yeah. at one point? Uh, Mike from Parma nailed it. Stacy Bell, who used to be on the air here in Cleveland, she married a guy, but then she went to New York. I think she left here and went to New York. But she was married to a guy who used to be with the Browns, but now he's the coach of the Chargers. Oh, okay. So she's in New York. I think What's she has since Anthony Lynn. Yeah. I think she has since moved to L.A. to be with him. I, but she was on the air in New York, that was and a, he was bouncing around. He, so they had to do this bicoastal thing for a while. That was a storyline on this uh, on Hard Knocks. Like they mentioned that because he was right. the coach of the Chargers, and uh, he met her here. And he's like, nobody thinks they're going to meet their love of their life in Cleveland. That's right. Right. But he did. Yeah. Someone called in and said Robin Swoboda. Not Rob. Well, she you might have been in Robin Swoboda. She might be in that situation, but the person I was thinking of was Stacy Bell and Anthony Lynn, because they were doing like a bicoastal thing for a long, long time. Robin Swoboda. I don't know who she was married to. I think she was married to rap music, because that's mostly what I think of her. Why? Why? What do you mean why? Stop. 
collaborate and listen. Rob's in the back with a brand new invention. It's an ice desk holding me tightly. Sold like an iceberg daily and nightly. Why? Why? Okay. Sorry, I got schooled. <laughs> yes. I learned a lot about it. What's your name course. again? Of course. Robin no, Swoboda. No. Oh, go ahead. Robin Swoboda. And you said it like you had never heard that name before today. He might not have. She's been off television for a minute here. In I understand, but we have talked about her yes, we on have. Yes. many occasions. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't want you to say anything. All I'm saying is she's married to hip-hop, and that's okay. <laughs> to the game. She's married to the that's game. Hip-hop. She has a Mika Brzezinski haircut. I had to look her up. I had to Google her. Maybe Mika Brzezinski like. has a Robin Swoboda haircut. Maybe. She was married to Brian Wagner who was a punter in the NFL. So I guess she was also married to a guy that was moving around football, but the person I was thinking of was Stacey Bell. So, but again, Poundcake, my point is, two people in two different lines of work, that can still happen. You know, you could you could be like, you go, well, I just got a job in Miami, mm-hmm. and your husband or wife goes, well, I've got a real good job here, here yeah, running yeah. this. Let's see if we can make it work that way. Stack some cheddar or whatever. Because you don't know. You know, yeah. you might flop in Miami and you come back to Cleveland to live with the, wa- the husband. Or you get a job in Wisconsin. Stacking or- cheddar. <laughs> you do that too. <laughs> All right, listen, it's only $11 an hour, but it'll keep you gainfully employed. <laughs> and that goes a long way in Wisconsin. Are you trying to make us all uncomfortable? Well, it's just weird. It's not right. It's not cool. And there's plenty more where that came from. Back to the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS. Spring, your voice is soft like summer rain, and I cannot compete with you, Jolene. He talks about two in his sleep, and there's nothing I can do to keep from crying. You know who this is, Poundcake? Dolly Parton. I should. He would have known that. Yeah, I should understand how you. Is Dolly Parton a gay icon? Hell's yes. Why is that? Because she resembles a drag queen, or well, I'm think, always interested in how what, what women become gay icons and which ones don't. She, she's very, her personality is just very exaggerated. And plus, I think she's one of the only country stars that is with the LGBT. Like she's very progressive. I don't know how many definitely other, old school country stars. Yeah, because yeah. she's like outspoken about you know civil rights and she said she did a parody of this song and it was called drag queen drag queen drag queen, drag queen. <laughs> awesome. one of the best yeah. stories about her is where she entered a dolly parton lookalike contest with drag queen she and lost. came in third <laughs> are you serious yeah. that's funny yeah. 
Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, Dolly Parton is talking about um, posing for Playboy for her 75th birthday. Do it. Yes. Yeah. I want to see those cans. I'm gay and I want to see those cans. She was on the cover in 1978 when she was 30-something, but she wasn't inside naked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that she would be this time. This song, Jolene, she, was, she wasn't even 30 yet when she did this song. She was just a young, nubile thing. Um, but she's in talks with Playboy, which is still a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. I thought it stopped. I think it's online only. I don't even know if they print Playboy anymore. Uh, her 75th birthday is in January, and she said that she is in talks uh, to pose for the magazine, but it would have to be in good taste. Well, yeah. If you go to the 1978 Playboy cover, it's just her in the bunny outfit. Spread um, eagle. I want it. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, On the cover? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, it's Dolly Parton, mostly ham. Yeah. <laughs> she said, if I can do it in good taste and do it with a really good interview, uh, she said, we've absolutely talked about it. I love how people still say, oh, it's just for the interviews. They have good articles in Playboy. They do have, they good, do articles. have good articles. Playboy oh, is like God. family. There's nothing. Hor- listen. I hate when people say that. Because people, it's oh, true. Don't get it because articles. if you. Listen, Playboy has never been. It's not like Penthouse or, you know, it's like family porn. It's naked girls. It's not. I hate I think along the line it got a little, little randier to try to compete. But once Penthouse started doing full penetration, they're like, yeah, we're yeah, out. We're, we can't, yeah. you know. Playboy's never been, and they've always had Very good legitimately, well, I mean, some of the best writers in history wrote for Playboy, or would submit pieces to Playboy. Right. So, when people are like, I read it for the articles, there's truth in that joke. It's a cliche, but... I hate it. I, nobody, nobody over the age of 20 was picking up Playboy and going, oh my god, this is amazing. But it's like when it... When it a, was like good for your, your introduction into nudie mags was yeah. Playboy. And you liked, you liked the nude... But you would start reading it and you go, okay, I looked at all the pictures. And then you read the articles and you go, oh, wow, this is actually really funny or really good interviews. Like, I remember reading a Howard Stern interview in Playboy that was phenomenal. Yeah, because you'd start to see articles quoted yeah. from Playboy. You know, it'd be, yeah. It was like a big deal to do a Playboy. Like, if you were promoting yeah. something and you did a Playboy interview back in, like, the 80s and 90s, that was a huge deal because it was going to be seen by a lot of people. Yeah. They would do 20 questions. So, that yeah, they'd have Girls of the Pac-10. But that wasn't why you bought it. I, I always mean, imagined, like, when a kid steals his dad's Playboy, and then the mom's like, what were you doing with this, Jeffrey? Like, it was, it, it was for the articles. Like, <laughs> of course it's for the articles. Well, no, sure. a kid is looking at it. That's my point. A kid's looking at it for naked girls. But so is the dad. But also, you but, can look at it for two things. Yeah, Playboy okay. was a magazine that I never felt weird buying at the airport. Every once in a while, if I saw somebody on the cover and they were going to do an interview with them, I would buy it at the airport. Because I'm reading it and I didn't feel weird about it. Yeah. If you're sitting, I remember sitting in the airport one time with a penthouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, That's, I had, That's yeah. too much. My layover got extended. We were going, I forget where we were going. It was years ago. We are going to, I don't know, we might have been flying to LA or something. And I'm sitting there and it was right after penthouse had decided to up the ante and i'm sitting there going oh my god they were going all the way in literally yeah bob guccione was like we're tired of losing this battle with playboy (laughs) but we're going all the way in why isn't playboy tv follow the same thing that playboy magazine is doing then because playboy tv is absolutely porn well because that's that's pay television okay well, I was I don't know if Penthouse and, has a and they tried doing other things in the past. Like Dan Cummings 
used to like he used to work for Playboy TV doing a talk show, and so like they've had forays into trying to get that like their entertainment brand being more legitimate and it just never took off. Imagine if Playboy was just like the adult version of like Disney World instead of like Mickey Mouse. It was the bunny. Like, oh, you went to Playboy World or the Playboy the Mansion, Playboy theme park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be dope. I think part of it too is that they when Hugh Hefner was alive. He never wanted it to get to be like a porn mag. It, Playboy no, always, magazine. yeah. Playboy was always supposed to be like you know a little more highbrow. Yes, whatever. There's an episode of The Simpsons where they find all these old Playboys. You know, they call Play Dude on the show, <laughs> but they cut out all the pictures and just give them to Bart with just the articles. And so he starts live like he starts this whole like treehouse club life where he's living like Hugh Hefner and, like, following all the advice. Smoking jacket. Smoking jacket and just, like, throwing these parties and, like, how to entertain as a gentleman and all this stuff. <laughs> and it's, like, it's really cool, though. That's like funny, yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, I don't I didn't even know there was naked women in this. We've I just this, wanted to be, like, a cool guy. We've had this argument on the show before. Are, Mary, I'll ask you. Ready. Are Playmates porn stars? No. Okay. I feel like a porn star has sex on camera. And most girls who call themselves porn stars aren't porn stars. I think the actresses. age of the porn star yeah. is I, over. I consider if you're in Playboy, I'm like, oh my gosh, you do porn. Like, no, if you're on Playboy TV, no, no, you do porn. I would, if Mrs. Someone, Centerfold. Hold on. If someone came up to you and said, I do porn, would you be like, oh, she poses for Playboy? You would, that thought would never I would say cross that's your a, mind. That's a job you did while you were a porn star. But that no. is a job. If someone no. told me I work in porn, I would never in a million years think Playboy. I would think because there were plenty. There were plenty of filthy porn magazines. There was Wee and Club and Jugs and all these. You know, and all the, the Larry Flint ones, the Hustler stuff. Those were yeah. all porn mags. Playboy, you would see an actress you knew on the cover. And she would take, Just like, new... Yeah. Right. She'd be covered up with a bearskin rug. So that was the thing but with Playboy. She would even, like... Some of them would do nude photo shoots. Like, Pamela Anderson is... Like, there's a porno of her because it's her and Tommy Lee together. But she never did porn. She just would pose nude in Playboy. And there's a difference there. But did I she feel spread? like if you pose nude, that is porn. Like it's not they're not doing no. it in an artistic you, you, first way. of all you sound like they a are. you sound like a clergyman all yeah. of a sudden the naked body but is not porn. porn but the naked body is not pornographic but it's for a pornographic you no one's looking at look at that art they're like I'm gonna plenty of this. people have you ever been to a museum do you think that all of those statues that they're are in the naked. Louvre it's not <laughs> pornography yes but they're they're you not, sound like a ninety year old woman they're not statues of erect penises they're not doing that. they're there's statues no, of naked women there's no erect penises in Playboy I, I, I understand that but the the point of Playboy is to allure you like look at my breast look so how hot I that am that can be that, art but that's not pornographic. Is for a pornographic purpose. So you think that for straight men, all it takes is a breast to get us going? No, but you're they, looking at it from like a 13 year old boy's point of view, okay, and not an adult man. Okay, maybe you think every time, like, like when I watched Game of Thrones, every time I saw a naked boob on there, I was like, "Whoa, I gotta, uh, 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 I gotta uh, uh, do something about they, that." Yeah, well, they do. They put boobs on that show. It's not for the storyline. They know men want to see boobs. It's part of the allure. Right, of but it. is it pornography? Yes. 
It's no, por- anytime it's you not. show your boobs, it's pornography. It's for a pornographic purpose. Yeah, no, it's, it's to not. You. It's okay. So then, hold on. Is sending nudes make make you a porn star? That makes you or a no, porn actor. That, that means you. That I work in porn because I sent my boyfriend a picture. No, it's not published. You're not doing it publicly. No, You're but Poundcake, you, you, you sound like one of these principals that goes, "Well, the girls need to watch what they wear because right. that's going to rev the boys up." No, they're they're. That's uh, what you sound like, yeah. though. That breasts are for a pornographic purpose, and every woman on the planet would Playboy, disagree with you. On Playboy, they're not doing it. Just like, oh, these are just my bosoms. I'm going to feed my Listen, child. Listen, Playboy, them. they're doing Playboy, it like, Look at my boobs. Playboy tried for a year to go with no nudes. Right? They took nudes out from like 2016, and then they made a big deal of Pamela Anderson posing again because she was the first one back to do nudes again. They did like a year with no naked women. And their circulation didn't really go down that much because people were like, yeah, I'm used to Playboy. I don't buy Playboy just for naked women. Now, they brought it back because they were like, well, I think, you know, the Playboy brand people want to see, you know. But to hear to hear a grown man say breasts are for pornographic purposes. I'm not saying they're for pornographic purposes. You I'm just did. You said that they you use said them the, are for pornographic purposes. But they don't. If they have a girl splayed across, again, Playboy they're not showing beef. You know, they might, they but might it's show like, like a little bit of muck. It's so heavily, <laughs> <laughs> it's so heavily airbrushed <laughs> that you can't tell if it's part of the rug mm-hmm. or... Uh, hello. Hello, Bill. Hey, who's this? Bill, it's Wilhelmina. Oh, hey, Wilhelmina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're just talking about Playboy and Muff and stuff like that. Playboy and what? Muff. Muff. Yeah. What is mud? Like those things you put your hands in in the winter? Sure. I mean, I do. What is muff, Bill? Muff is just a, a slang term for uh, vagina. Oh, I got the hoochie wasn't. <laughs> yes, the hoochie wasn't. Okay, the hoochie wasn't. Okay. I got you. That's funny, Bill. Okay. <laughs> I heard you talking about Playboy. I remember Playboy. Yeah? Yes. I remember when Dolly Parton was on the cover. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about that. Oh, 1978. She's what inspired me to submit some photos. Oh, you submitted some photos to try and be in Playboy. Did they respond? I submitted some photos not to Playboy. That would have been a good idea. (laughs) You didn't submit them to... Where did you... Tell me the story. I submitted some photos to National Geographic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did, did they take them? They did not take them, Bill. When well, they took them, I never got them back. What, what were they, uh, the question is, did they publish them? Yeah, did they publish them? And did, uh, what, what were they photos of? There were photos of me in repose, Bill. Mm-hmm. There were photos of me very tasteful. <laughs> and I thought that I, because when I was growing up, my dad always had Copies of National Geographic in his sock drawer. Okay. Because there were naked women in that. There were. And he liked to look at National Geographic, Bill. Playboy would have made sense, too. Yeah. Now, do you think uh, National Geographic, because it had naked women in it, was pornography? Because Poundcake does. Well, it was to my dad. <laughs> but I don't know. I would say, I think that the... Bill, I think that the female form mm-hmm. is beautiful. I agree. In all of its in all of its shapes and sizes. 
And most I, of them, yeah. I've got a couple shapes and sizes, Bill. <laughs> what do you say your most prominent shape is? Tubular. <laughs> I would say that I would say that my most prominent shape is tubular, Bill. <laughs> I hope that doesn't seem too strange. <laughs> it, uh, it it's, paints an image. It's not a shape that gets a lot of attention. No, I feel like it's very not uh, in female photos, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, you don't think like you don't see a lot of Instagram hotties that are very tubular. Instagram what? It's a thing that we do on the radio show. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so, so tubular. Okay. Tubular. What would be your second shape? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, chunky. <laughs> Chunky's a shape. I like to be self-deprecating, Bill. Oh, self-deprecating. I, I think that takes some a level of confidence. Thank you. I heard you talking about your ACDC records. Yeah. I love ACDC. You do? That's such a good band, yes. What's your favorite ACDC song? Highway to Hell. That's a great song. Great song. And I, there's bad memories for me, of course, but... <laughs> What's that? Well, I, one time I had a prescription that said ACDC on it. And so it made... My love for the band is still there, but it does make me nervous. Was a prescription? It was a prescription for ACDC. Well, the doctor's note had ACDC on it, and I was—it was explained to me that if I didn't have the air conditioning on, I could go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> you were prescribed air conditioning. <laughs> I was prescribed air conditioning to keep me a window unit to keep me cool, Bill. Right? Yeah, I, so I get it. I would not go into a diabetic coma. So right. the note said AC DC, and I thought that that was strange. I was prescribed air conditioning. <laughs> That's very strange, very uncommon, but it seems as if it has worked. It has worked, Bill. I mean, you probably don't need it this time of year, though. It's pretty chilly out. I need it year-round, <laughs> Bill. That's why it's a prescription. It's not just come as you may. <laughs> I need it. I want to be able to call you whenever I see fit, Bill. Well, I'm glad that you have that prescription taken care of. I do. It's right. I can still see it on my next turn. He's been nice and cool, Bill. Hmm. And out of a coma. <laughs> Which I like. <laughs> yeah. Out of a good. I like that. That's a definitely lot. good. Yeah. That's right. I haven't heard good things about comas. <laughs> so, uh, okay, anyway, Bill, how are you checking in? It's good to hear from you. It's always good to hear from Stay you. Stay cool. Oh, <laughs> I get it, Bill. All right, I'll talk to you later, Bill. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting! That's, that's amazing. That is some good health insurance. Yeah, right. Air conditioning prescriptions. Wow, good top, for her. Top quality. That's fantastic. That's why we need 
That's why we need universal health care. Yes. Because you never know what your particular situation is going to be. <laughs> you never know what's going to be required of you. You Year never know what air conditioning in Cleveland. You never know <laughs> what what illness could befall you. If you live in a place, listen, Mary used to live underground. That's probably a place that was. Uh, Normally cooler year-round, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd be more concerned with heating yourself yes. than anything else. I have a prescription for hot air? <laughs> sure, I don't know. Heat prescription? Heat prescription. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alan, this bit is horrible. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> sir. I left the room to get more water. Alan Cox. His parents think he's a proctologist. He has a real job. Because the truth is just too disgusting. 100.7 WMMS. Two one six five seven eight one double zero seven. To join us on the phone, 800-348-1007-35192 to send me a text. Next chance for you to grab $1,000 uh, shortly after we get out of here. 6.30 is going to be your next chance to get one of these keywords. Uh, Go fund yourself is in full swing again. Today is day one. Uh, we'll be doing it again for the foreseeable future. If you listen to us on iHeartRadio, uh, tell me where you do that. Nick listens in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, Chris and Samantha are in Sarasota. Uh, Kenny is in Sherman Oaks, California. AJ is in San Francisco. Stu is our Scottish bureau chief. He's in, where are you, Yorkshire, Stu? Yeah, uh, Yorkshire isn't actually in Scotland. I, obviously, you can tell where I'm from for the accent, but I live, I live in this, of north, the northern part of England these days. I thought you told me Yorkshire, Scotland. You watch the show, yeah, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a, a couple hours behind tonight's show. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, when I put that email to you, I didn't, I didn't want to have to put some sort of long kind of preamble because I, I can only imagine how many emails you get. But I just, I just caught your bit about flying to Glasgow, and I think, I think you're, you're overthinking it a bit there. Okay. What you've got to do is fly from Ohio to Philly. You get the night plane from uh, Philly to Manchester, and then it's just a short hop up to Glasgow. Yeah, that's good, too, because, uh, again, these scenarios are going to have to be post-COVID, and I, I can get a direct flight from Toronto. But, um, you know, I like that idea, too. I mean, I, I would uh, obviously take your suggestion. Uh, but uh, So where do you live now? Where are you? It's, it's, a, it's a region of, of northern England called Yorkshire. Oh, I gotcha. So, I, so you are in Yorkshire. It's not a town, though, is what you're saying. No, it's it's an area. It's, it's actually it's four counties. Uh, there's a north, west, east, and south. Okay. And I live I live near the 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 the, the really it's the ancient city of York, if you want to call it. I live in a little village in the countryside. Okay. And how is that? Are you surrounded by moors? What is it? it it's beautiful. Yeah, just north of here, there's there's a huge national park. Um, the north the North York Moors. Uh, it's it's a really really lovely part of the world. It makes a change of having grown up in Glasgow. Uh, oh, and the peat. Oh, the peat. Um, so you grew up in Glasgow. What can you? Because again, I, I um, I'm very um, I have gotten conflicting information as to uh, my heritage. Uh, I'm aggressively white, obviously. So um, you know, parts of my family have said we're Scottish. Parts of my family have said we're Irish. 
Um, I'm just trying to drill down and find out precisely. And I thought, well, you know, uh, uh, if I'm Welsh, I'll go to Cardiff. If I'm Scottish, I'll go to Glasgow. Um, where, like, where can I? Where should I go, Stuart? To be honest with you, I mean, if I would have said that typically Cox is really a Welsh name, um, so you're probably better off going to Wales. But hey, you know, there's there's the there's the, the original Hannibal Lecter, Brian Cox. He's from Dundee, right? Up in the, sort of the middle of Scotland. And his son's name is Alan, and that jammed me up a lot when I was a kid. Because Alan Cox was in this movie called Young Sherlock Holmes. And so when I was a kid, I would watch that movie, and my name was on a VHS tape. Can't and relate. I thought, <laughs> Bill Squire. I'm, 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 I'm ages with you, Alan, so yeah, I can remember that one. Just one thing, Bill, I wanted to say with your, your October thing, ACDC, you, you selected Brian Johnson over Bon Scott. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed, fella. Oh, oh well, <laughs> to be honest, it's the the one that I have, so... It's cool. It's yeah. cool, I'm kidding. And, and it's a long month, so maybe I'll uh, get some Bon Scott in there for you later. Yeah, make sure you do. But Bon Scott's Australian, no? Well, he he was he was born in a town up in um, uh, Angus in northern Scotland called Kirrimuir. Okay. All right. The, the young the young brothers are, are from they're a little bit older than me, but they're they're obviously from Glasgow. But they all they're all, they're all uh, the young uh, well, understood. Left so they're all they're all they're all Australian now. So Stuart, you're telling me that just based solely on my surname, that it's most likely that I'm Welsh. I think that Cox. I think the origins of of Cox is Welsh. I think it, it can either mean little or red. Oh God! <laughs> but my name means little red Cox, Bill. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, Try to figure out where I'm from based on my last name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, listen. I'm. I'm. At least that helps me zero in, Stuart. Mm. A little no bit. Just one. Just, just. Just. Can I say one other thing to Mary? Mary, in terms of Jack Black, you've hit the nail on the head. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. Stuart is also not Team Jack Black. I'm All right. So, who do you like, uh, Stuart? A comic oh. comedian. Like, who springs to mind? I actually found out about Mary and yourselves through a guy called Steve Hostetter. Oh, okay. Billy Connolly. I like. I, I like. I like a lot. Oh, Billy Connolly. Oh, I love Billy Connolly. He's one All of the right. best of it, to ever do it. There you go. But Frankie Boyle. You like Frankie Boyle? Yes, indeed. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. You know who that is? That Craig Ferguson. Uh, 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 who else? Uh, um, um, I don't know. Um, okay, listen. Th- the Craig Ferguson show. Sorry to talk. Yeah. Thank you for checking in, Stuart. No problem. Take care, everybody. All right. Thank you, brother. There's Stuart. He is our bureau chief uh, over in Scotland, over in the northern UK there, in a region called Yorkshire. And uh, he watches the show on YouTube. I really want to get over there, too, uh, just because I am from, we're very English. And I'm actually pretty upset about it, though, because my parents both have ancestors that came over on the Mayflower, and we have no generational wealth. (laughs) <laughs> How do you mess that up? Right. You get here when everything's free, and you didn't grab anything? Maybe right. they do have generational wealth, and they just didn't tell you about it. They no, if we did. That would be hard to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, generational wealth is different than, like, money. not my parents having money, but <laughs> having... Back, I know. Yeah. And we we have not... No, because I know they spent it. They gave it all to the goddamn Mormons. It's all gone. Oh, I see. Mm. Well, and for me, guys. you know, to, to Stuart's point... You know, the name Cox shows up, like, 
It's an Irish name. It's a Welsh name. I mean, there's so much kind of crossbreeding in that part of the world, you know, that who knows. But I would very much love to know specifically where my the paternal side of my family came from. I know where the maternal side came from. I would love very much to know where the paternal side came from. Because my dad barely knows that much about his extended family. And my dad could be gone in a number of years. And I'm sure it's just a function of me getting older, because I don't think that any of my brothers have a similar um, itch to to figure out. You know, we've never been like a family that was super into our heritage or whatever, because they're white. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares, right? Yeah. But again, I'm I'm just interested. I would love to know precisely from where the cock side hails. I think my family has their... On my dad's side, his his family, the squire name tracked back to like the 1300s. It goes that far. That's fantastic. Yeah, to think about the hundreds and of people no to whom you generational well, but the hundreds of people to whom you are related that you'll never know. They'll never know you. I don't want to know. It's I, blood. I got words for them. It's blood. <laughs> Do you know people that are generational wealthy? I walk past their houses all the time. But like <laughs> the people, people that were like born into money and like. They've only known money, and they never really had to work for anything. They're just like, oh, I think I'll open up a boutique. I think it sounds fun. Yeah, I know some people like that. I don't know if I know anyone personally like that. I know people that are like, maybe their dad is rich, and then now they're rich. Or people who came into money, like, they got a trust fund or something. You mean, I feel like it's you more of an East money. Coast thing, though. I feel like it, like anybody that has that kind of money stayed more like in New England area. No, not if they made their money here. Like if you if they founded like a railroad company or yeah, whatever. Chef yeah. Boyer. I, I know I know some people like that. <laughs> you uh, mean old money. And they are exactly yes, what you're money. talking about. Like they're like they're like, I don't know, I just always had money. This is how things are. Yeah. Is they, that not like this for other totally people? World. They have no point of view when it comes to someone like struggling yeah. for money. <laughs> they're like, why can't you buy more money? I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> buy more money. Not even at, buy more. Why don't you ask for more? Invest yeah. in stocks, like, hey, man. Duh. Just tell your dad that you need more. Like Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of money, I don't know much about money, but I like this kid. This kid looks like he's maybe two or three. or I don't know how old he is, but he's... Have you seen this video that's going around? This kid who's doing a math problem? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like this. You see this? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> <laughs> that's me as a kid. <laughs> Jaden's broke. Jaden's broke. You should get an oh, A hilarious. if that kid writes that down. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That's something I would put on the test for sure. Not enough for the bills. <laughs> Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how well. One dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me think about that. Let me right, see if I can do this without... No calculators. Doing the calculator. So one dollar bill... That's a hundred pennies. Hundred pennies. Mm-hmm. Twenty uh, one two quarters. One quarter. One quarter. One quarter. Twenty five so more pennies. Twenty five more pennies, and then two so pennies. Got a hundred, and then two pennies, so and then twenty five more. Hundred and two pennies yeah. plus twenty five pennies. Twenty five pennies. So you carry the one. Or two dimes and a nickel. However you want to look at it. Or so one hundred. Wait, wait, wait. He has yeah, two so, silver dollars. Wait, wait. One silver dollar. So he's got no. fifty two pennies. Yes. And then fifty more. And then 25 more. So he's got... (laughs) Okay, so he's got 20 nickels, 5 more nickels, 
And, and five then pennies. two pennies. And five pennies. He's got six dollars and thirty-two cents. Mm-hmm. AC coin counter, everybody. I'll tell you what. Thank you. <laughs> Figured it out. Still broke. Still broke. <laughs> Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the kid cracking himself up. <laughs> it's like even I know how little money that is. Nah, a dollar. Like I just, I miss those days when I would have like five dollars. I'm like king of the world. I'm gonna go buy a stick of gum. I'm gonna get a Gatorade. Like I'm gonna go do whatever. I thought I had enough money to do anything, and now five dollars. I'm like, man, what you gonna do with that? Can't even get a sack of condoms. Sack. A sack, a sack of condoms. I said a sack. Not a sack. I was going to say, boy. No, he said a sack. This is why it's so hard for him to have sex at a wedding. Because he's got to take it out of the sack. He has a sack of, like, Santa Claus. Yeah. He brings with him just full of stuff. Yep. <clears throat> he's Johnny Appleseed with his sack of condoms. He's got, like, a bindle full of rubbers. There's that guy with a bindle full of rubbers again going into the bathroom. Somebody tackle him. We know what's uh, going on. There's probably lube in that sack, too. Johnny. No. Go ahead. Can't, 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 you can't? Can't. Johnny. A whole seed. Apple seed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Apple seed. There you go. Except that's not what he's going to be doing. And then, yeah. you know, maybe if it, somebody needs a fluff, you know, but. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, listen, you can. Um, I would think that with $5, you'd be able to get a sack of condoms. I mean, aren't they just going to be randomly thrown into some kind of fabric pouch? If you wanted a box, it would cost you a fixed amount. If you wanted a sack, then I guarantee you, anybody selling condoms in a sack, those are some ill-gotten... Jimmy Hex. Where was that place that was cleaning them? Where we talked about last week? Oh, in, oh, in, North, in the South Bin, Bin yeah. Dong province? <laughs> yes, that's where you get That's the place <laughs> where you, you get go. a sack of condoms. Yeah. You want a sack of condoms? It $5. Was a nice feeling, though, when you're a kid and you had money and it felt like you had all the money. It was in the world. so much. Like, $5 would take you for Like, you don't have bills. You don't have to pay for anything. Like, it's not allocated for anything. Especially when, like, things were cheaper, too. Because things aren't as cheap. Like, $5 back in the day, like, when they had a Super Kmart, it's the first Super Kmart in the country open in uh, Medina, and they had pop for twenty five cents, mm. and that was like the best thing ever because my mom always had a quarter. Yeah, so I got to scrounge up a quarter somewhere, find one, and then you go and as you're leaving, you get to get a pop for the yeah. road. Was that so the last nice. Super K? Because <laughs> I, I mean, think they're all closed down now. They, yeah, they're pretty much all gone now. But it was it was a big deal, and like that that was like the coolest part was like the twenty five cent pop to me. Stupid. Yeah, we started incentivizing our daughter because she'll be five in February. And so we started telling her, you know, there's this toy that she wants currently. And the thing with telling your kid to save up for a toy is, is that they may change their mind, right? If you get it for them and then they go, nah, right? But if you tell them they got to save up for it, they'll eventually come to the conclusion that, yes, I either want to put all this money I've saved up toward this thing that I still want. Or you saved up the money, but I don't want this thing anymore. Right. So now I've got this money. I can either put it towards something else or whatever. So there's this toy she wants that I think it probably costs six dollars or something. And we said, well, you can make. Here's how you can make some money. And so we've been doling out quarters for things, and she'll ask how much she has, and she's got a piggy bank or whatever. But it's also like 
when you attain when you get what the amount you need you might not want that anymore yeah so that's you know when we were kids you know you were saving up for stuff I, I found give me, myself. Give me, give me. I, well, now you kind of have to explain to kids if you grew up a certain way. If you're fortunate enough to grow up a certain way, as my kids have been, and I haven't always been a hundred percent stringent. You know, you have to explain to your kids. Kids get presents twice a year: Christmas and their birthday. If you if we get you things regularly, there's no incentive to whatever. You yeah, know, good to be good. We got stuff on our birthday and at Christmas, and that's the way a lot of kids still are. When my kids were younger, we'd do like a, every once in a while, like uh, I'd take them to the toy store and I'd be like, all right, you each get $10. One, yeah. And so you can buy whatever you want, but it's got to add up to that. So then uh, they'd do the math on it and be like, well, you got to remember tax too. So I thought, well, I'd do tax. And so they go, well, that's stupid. I want to, you should pay the tax. I'm like, you get $10. Yeah. You're paying totally. for it. Yeah. So you can't go over because you can't just turn around and be like, uh, somebody pay this tax for me. And so that was always a nice, but it was also, it was nice for them to learn that. But the amount of time it would take them to choose their toys was Dude. obnoxious because they didn't, they would be like, oh, do I want more toys or do I want a bigger toy? Yeah. yeah that would be crap. so mean. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we went to, so we were at the outlet mall yesterday and my niece was like, if I'm, if I'm good and I help and we're, you know, can I have something from Claire's? And we're like, sure, you can go in and we'll look around because the stuff there's pretty cheap and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So, um, this is Claire's boutique. Claire's boutique. Not yes. Claire's grab your own chili house. Correct. <laughs> okay. But, and it's only by the fistful there. You get either fistfuls <laughs> or sackfuls of chili. Claire's, right. Claire's in pairs. <laughs> no, no, no. Just regular Claire's. Okay. And, um, I went and I I was in the store next door and I came in and she's got like seven things in her hands and I was like I said I would get you one thing she goes okay but listen and then she starts like breaking the negotiation down. begins well because she's like well it's buy three get three free so I figured if I could get three then I could actually get six but you're still only buying three things and I was like yes but I told you that you could have one thing and she was like okay but and it's like more of that where it's like the deal in her head because we're thrifty people we don't have much so I can we've always shopped for deals you know so she's trying to maximize her haul Mm -hmm. she wants as many things as she can because then it started to be like okay well this one thing is twenty dollars so what if i get three small things that add up to twenty dollars and then that i can get those other three things for free and so now we're doing this whole like flea market like bargaining system and i'm like just pick one thing (laughs) like i don't care how much it is you get one item you (laughs) are complicating this you get one thing right or we'll leave and you'll get nothing right 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 hey will Hey guys, how you doing? What's going on, Will? Not much. I just want to say, I, you know, I hate the show, love the show. Thank you. Um, no, and this question for Bill. I mean, I, I, dude, I'm the same way. I'm a big nostalgia guy. So I remember when you used to go to like, you know, the old Coke machines, and you had the buttons that are like ran out. But I'm not sure if you remember like the old orange slice cans. Oh those? yeah, absolutely. You talk about the so black ones. Things? Yeah, the black yeah. The orange on them. What is yeah, this they, called? They those ones. And orange the slice, ones. the pop. Orange slice. Yeah, I remember those because there was a finest. That was the grocery store that we'd go to, and they had orange slice in it, and I loved getting orange slice. I was always like fruit pop. Like, I never liked Pepsi or anything like that. I always went like orange or like gray. Like Fanta or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, no. The you, finest you... by me, there was also a Stop and Shop before it became Giant Eagle. I'm not sure if you remember Stop and Shop. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Once in, right. once in a while, you'll still find like an old hotel vending machine that'll have an orange slice in it or something. Yeah, that's been there since you know two thousand and four. 
But how can you still have the old soda in there? If they don't make it anymore, because it, it it's never out. been purchased, <laughs> yeah, it didn't run out. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, yeah, it's all expired. Or there'll be like a there'll be like a lemon Shasta <laughs> diet Shasta or something. Or uh, was the uh... and slice went deep? By the way, people think the slice was like orange. Slice went deep for a while when it yeah, was it a big uh, pop. They did like peach and passion fruit and blackberry and you know. Um, well, Cleo, I just want to call to make sure Belden was on. I hope, I hope y'all have, I hope y'all have a great night. Thank right, you, thanks, Will. Sir. I appreciate thanks, the call. He he wanted to make sure that you what remembered Orange Slice. Yes, I think so. Huh? Yeah, I did. All right. Listen, I frankly, I like that you can buy Surge again. Was they brought Surge back? Did you just say Josta? I loved Josta. Not Josta. Okay. Jolt and Josta were the ones okay. that were like Jasta mainlining was cherry? caffeine. My, like cherry or something. My brother's. Or my my friend's older brother worked on like the promo team for Josta, so he brought like a case home, dude. And it was like we were, we were so into it. I was at the pool, the Bria pool one day. I was a kid, man. And we had pool passes every summer. That was like our one big treat that we loved so much was mm-hmm. we would have like family pool passes and go to the pool. And I uh, love that pool by the way. We oh, watched fireworks there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was a little kid, because I was in Bria then. Um. They had a Josta rep come through one day, and it was giving out pop to all these kids and stuff. And I remember I got a, a free t. It was like the first time I ever got a free T-shirt, mm-hmm. and it was this big, just over like extra large Josta T-shirt, but it just had the little jaguar on it, mm-hmm. like the little white jaguar on a black shirt, and it said like Josta underneath. Yeah. And I wore that thing until it had holes in it. I wore that thing to bed every single night because I was like, oh, I got my favorite pop on a T-shirt. <laughs> I was like the, so excited about it. It was the first energy. <laughs> drink was just an energy the, drink well kind of Pe- pepsi put it out it was yeah. the first energy drink that like a major company was trying to put in people's hands because okay. it was like guarana yeah. and all this weird stuff it Jostin. was cherry flavored right it was supposed to be okay yeah. it was like cherry gasoline kind of and they uh, were like it's got double the caffeine of every other you know well then that would right. make sense why i liked it so much yeah but uh yeah that was like my first interaction with getting free things like that <laughs> and i remember them probably. like like one time they were handing it out at like a movie theater and it was my friend's brother that was on the truck and they didn't it wasn't refrigerated no, it was just, no, no, uh, no, like, no, no. They're handing out warm cans of pop. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah! And you just drank it up. Yep. Man. Guys, yeah. want some of this warm pop? Well, because Jolt was out in the 80s. So when I was in high school, Jolt was marketed like, it's like drinking two cans of pop in one. So they're mm-hmm. trying to get it into kids' hands, you mm-hmm. know? And then a decade later, they they roll out with uh, Josta. I would pay money for a Josta t-shirt. Big loser, of course, in that transaction was, of course, the great Jamie Josta from the band uh, Hatebreed, who didn't see one thin gilder of all that energy drink money. Or the Josta Berry, which I just found out existed when I Googled Josta. <laughs> <laughs> And now I must leave you as the Brady Bunch is on, and I find four of those children incredibly arousing. <laughs> Get out of here. Be careful of what you say. Be careful in every way. Be careful of what you do. Big Brother is watching you. Be circumspect and discreet. Stay light on your mental feet. One slip and you know you're through. Big Brother is watching you. Conform with all directives. Remember obedience pays. And when you watch that TV screen, remember it works both ways. 
you'll disappear in a wink Unless you can double think You'll vanish into the blue Big Brother is watching you